Yo, Michael, what's going on? Hey, Josh. Oh, no. Uh, hey, Dan. Hey, Josh. Hey, uh, hey Michael. <laughs> hey. Welcome to episode 154 of You Watch, I Listen. It is Tuesday, September 7th at the time of this recording. Uh, coming up on 20 years of one of our favorite days of the year every year, Josh. You know what that is? Uh, opening uh, kickoff? Yep, not 9 oh. 11. Uh, <laughs> and why would it be 20 years since opening kickoff? Uh, oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, no, no 9 11 jokes. It's too, it's too soon. Never forget. Uh, uh, that is true, actually. Yeah. What? Adult Swim? Adult Swim has been on the air for 20 years. Now. Has it really? Yeah, yeah, they celebrated by casting a live action Rick and Morty. Just I saw with Christopher play. Lloyd. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's 20. I, for some reason, I Michael feel like... Jay Fox wasn't available. Yeah, no. <laughs> for some reason, I feel like Adult Swim has been on longer, but I I guess not. Well, like, they, have, uh, they, they showed the first like schedule of shows, and it was like the Brack Show. Okay. Uh, Birdman Law Attorney. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, C-Lab 2010. They brought back Space Ghost. Hunger Force. Aqua Teen. Yeah, Aqua Teen. Space Hunger Ghost Force. was on Adult Swim for a while. Cowboy Bebop. So one of my favorite things that came out of Adult Swim, and I would say it's like a major influence on like what I like in comedy, was um, originally Tom Goes to the Mayor. I don't know if you remember that at all, no, um, but it was created by Tim and Eric, oh, yeah. and then eventually went to Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job, um, which I don't is one of the weirdest fucking shows ever, which you could see so much of in uh, I Think You Should Leave, yeah. which I just ordered a shirt from Etsy right before you got here from Dan Flashes, yeah. the, the skit from season two, the exact one that's like, uh, nice. <laughs> I sold it Etsy for $30. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so Manfro, how was your uh, last two weeks? Cool. Anything good happen? No. Josh, how was your last two weeks? Uh, it was fine. Anything uh, good happen? Uh, not really, but I did watch uh, Fast 9, which uh, I'll, I'll talk about after I do my review. Okay, very good. Uh, we did go to Cooperstown last weekend. Sure did. Um, Manfro had a, a good first night, then a bad rest of the night. Uh, you went too hard too soon, and you went to bed. You just disappeared. I was like, where's Manfro? Yeah, you don't... I was People like, does Manfro Irish goodbye? I'm like, not really. <laughs> No, no. Well, the thing was, is that it was probably one o'clock when I left. I, it, 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 it was pretty late. Yeah, it was yeah, late we got enough. There late, so it didn't yeah. feel so late. Yeah, it was late I mean. enough. And I worked on Friday, and then you know I was just like, I was like, let's do an edible. Yeah, yeah, you did an edible, and you handled the first one really, really well. Ten milligrams. You, I could tell that you were feeling it because you were a little goofier, and you were drinking a little bit too. But I could tell you were a little high. Pulled my balls out. Yeah, you did. You got you got quad pretty good with that. Yeah. You said, is it red? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I was like, I, feel, I felt good, but I was like, let's go to that next level. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. And I took another one, and I got there. And then next thing you know, I'm looking at my feet, and I'm like, dude, I think my feet smell. I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just said I haven't been to that next level in a while, and now you know why you haven't been to that yeah, next level well, in a while. I remember I had, like, uh, one time I got uh, super high in Atlantic City. And I was like with everybody, and my friend was my friend was like, uh, "Yo, hit this!" And it was a vaporizer, okay, whatever, where it put you put the weed in and it zaps it up. And puts yeah, it yeah, yeah. So I did that, and it was my first time doing that. And then next thing you know, I had those like things a, that you fucked up. I had an existential crisis about <laughs> if we should have our shoes on or not. <laughs> Why is it always involving your fucking feet? Yeah, well, that's when I knew I was fucked. Because <laughs> you're like, oh my god, the feet thing that's is hot. Do you have an issue with feet when you're not on THC? No. But other than that, you don't care about feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, like, we had, like, we was probably, like, seven or six of us in a room. Yeah. We're all hanging out. It's loud. And then I was, like, I'm just going to go and see how I feel when I go in the hallway. And then I was, like, let me see how I feel when I go into the room. And yeah, well, first like, off, I need to uh, preface this by saying we got to the hotel. We had two rooms, right? 
and this guy gets there and he's like, I'm going to get my own room. He takes up 400 in cash and is like, King Suite. So he's like, oh, dude, I got the fucking sick room. We walk in. It's literally the same room with one less bed. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit smaller even. Yeah, it was just, it's kind of bullshit, but... Uh that's what you get for paying day of. Well, I didn't know. I thought there was six of us. And yeah. Then, then I thought there was eight of us, and then there was ten of us. And I was like, <laughs> dude, we're, we're, we're men. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was great for me, Josh, and Ralph, because yeah. we were the, we had our own beds. You know, I think, it, it, you know what? The three of us were the last ones standing, so I think everyone just naturally filtered out, like, okay, this is the party room. Let's go to the sleep room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by the time the three of us realized what happened, it was like, all right. All right, well, I guess we'll just uh, lay down. And I, I got a picture of Josh laying in bed, a yep. uh, creep picture. Yep. Um, Josh, how was your birthday? Uh, it was a day. Yeah, that, that uh, Justin forgot and Bob and Quad and just me and Taylor remembered. Uh, so <laughs> you, Taylor, Ralph, Colucci, Allen of all people. That's weird. Yep. Okay. Um, Greg. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did Manfro hit you up? <laughs> I don't remember. He's like, no, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe he posted on your uh, wall or something. Uh, my my parents. Okay, that would uh, be fucked up. Most of my siblings. Okay, one didn't. I'm assuming which <laughs> yeah. one. F- f- fair assumption. No, which one actually, did? no. Oh, his brother? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair assumption. <laughs> yeah. That's who I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you get anything good for your birthday? Uh, yeah, they actually got some uh, some equipment that will help us with the remote show. Cool, equipment. My own uh, my own mixer and uh, another microphone with the stand. So, sweet, sweet. You know, we can have a nice, clear, crisp sounding show. So Bob can't complain. So Bob can't. Fucking complain. Bob's such a bitch. I know. I know. He didn't wish I you a happy to, birthday. I have to go out of my way on my birthday to ask for stuff to make Bob happy. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. Bob is the biggest diva, yeah, isn't he? He really he, is. he truly is. I love him. But he's a diva. And he sucks. He, he doesn't do- know anything about his country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bob we. Is the worst so Macedonian. Bob is um, Dr. Bob, who you've heard on the show before, is uh, Macedonian. His, his father's from Macedonia, and he acts like a very br- proud Macedonian. Correct. Yes. So we decided to start quizzing him on Macedonia. Like I feel like everyone knows Italian culture, you know, Irish culture, even like Scottish and British. But I didn't know anything about Macedonia. So we started out with basic things like, you know, what's like the favorite dish of Macedonia? And he's thinking, he's stalling, he's like, you know, chicken, beef. We eat the same shit you do. I don't know. Cheeseburger. So, cheeseburger. Yeah. And then he said, it, he said it in an accent. He's like, cheeseburger? So we asked him, I, one of the things we asked him, and I was laughing about this this weekend. It was like, who's like, you know, the, the greatest leader in the history of Macedonia? He's like... This guy, Tito, and I'm like, all right, like Tito, and then like, all right, well, who's like considered the worst leader in the history of Macedonia? He's like, probably Tito, and <laughs> we looked it up. There is no Tito in the history of Macedonian leadership. He, he did One thing he did get right was uh, the The musician. singer, yeah, the, the musician who he said died in a car accident, and he got that right, but then I, I hated the comparison that he tried to make in the relevance of this man. He said, he's like... The Enrique Iglesias of Macedonia. <laughs> like, why is that where you went? Uh, so he really, like, this was a solid, like, what, hour and a half? We were just asking a question about Macedonia. And then we turned into baseball questions. Yeah, baseball questions. We asked him the name. Yeah, we asked him, uh, who's the baseball player the disease is named after? And he said, Luke Garrickson. Then it was just Luke Eric, yeah. which was my, <laughs> Luke Eric was my favorite. Um, but I had a blast at Cooperstown. Um, and I do think we're going to go again next summer. Get an Airbnb this time. I was already looking at some houses. There's some really, really good options that all end up being like 70 bucks a person. Not bad. Um, with like six, seven bedrooms, fire pit, no neighbors or anything. Cool. I was actually surprised Hot that um, 
I actually think the one I looked at does have a hot tub. No. <laughs> Bob, Bob can't go, right? Yeah, you want you can each go singularly, but you can't go together. Yeah. What if we got just the Airbnb with the hot tub just for you two, and we stayed in a hotel? Well, you can you can uh, uh, Airbnb pools for the day. Can you really? Yeah, Sam was looking at. Wait, up. so let me let me think about this. So you can Airbnb the pool. Does that mean that the owner of said pool is home while you're using it? Yeah, it could be. Are they the lifeguard? No. Then what, why, why, I would want the whole fucking house. What if I got to take a wicked shit? Well, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sam's like, oh, that'd be cool before the end of the summer if we rented a pool. And I was like, not for me. Yeah, like, I got to poop all the time. Like, I'll just shit in the pool. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you, you disappeared for a while, Cooperstown, because you had to poop. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I went, like, three different times. The first one didn't come out right. The McDonald's fucked Bob up because we got we got there and we thought everything was open, but only McDonald's was. So we got ninety chicken nuggets, a <laughs> hundred, yeah, a hundred, including everyone's orders. When we got to McDonald's to pick up the food, he's like, "We saw the order for two forty pieces come in," and we said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> like, how often do you think they get a forty piece order at eleven thirty at night? Never. Yeah, never. But uh, yeah, things are good. Um, I started my uh, my new position at no work today. Asked, I don't care. I'm going to talk about it. You said you didn't do anything the last two weeks. I Go did. clean up some garbage, uh, dirtbag. My, my birthday. <laughs> your birthday? Yeah. yeah, it was your birthday, too. How was it? Cool. What'd you do? Uh, I played Xbox. We, wait, we were here for your birthday. Yeah, we were. You got your Xbox. Yeah. We t- did this already. Oh, yeah. Your birthday <laughs> happened on the last show. Oh, yeah. Sucks. yeah. <laughs> um. So... I was saying, I started the new position at work. So when I got offered this a couple weeks ago, I meant to bring this up, but you know, like people, like a lot of people get down, like when they're, they're struggling at work, they get laid off, those kinds of things. Like, I'm sure you've dealt with that. You get laid off and for a little bit, you're like, oh, I'm home. And then you're like, you sit there and you're like, oh, I got nothing to do. You get kind of like down in the dumps, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a person that I struggle with success. Like I get depressed when things are going well because I'm not used to it. So literally like a week after this happened, I was just a miserable cunt. And the landlord's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't deserve anything. <laughs> like that, I don't, have you ever had that where something good happens and you literally can't fathom why it's happening to you? Every relationship I ever had before, Sam. So the good relationship is the one where you were like, I deserve this? Does that say less about her or you? No, no, no. I say, I, I like, girls, like I'll date them, like, and then whatever, go on a few dates with them. And then when things start getting real, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, uh-oh. What went wrong? What's going wrong? What am I missing? Yeah, and then, like, one girl bought me a candle one time. She's like, oh, this would be nice for the house. And I was like, I can't. I can't go with this girl anymore. Because she bought me a gift? She bought me a candle. And things are too good, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I think that could definitely happen in relationships, especially if you've had bad relationships. I've actually seen this, and I've dealt with it, too, where sometimes the girl is so used to being treated poorly, or in some cases, the guy is used to being treated poorly, and then someone treats them well, and they're like, something's wrong here. Yep. And it sets off, like, the, the way you're wired, more or less. Exactly. So I'm assuming, like, in my, in my case, with, like, work, and, you know, life is pretty good right now, which I'm not used to. So I sit there, and I'm like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm, like, waiting for something terrible to happen. Something's gonna go wrong. Uh, it, it did in some ways, but I got over that in a little bit. But I'm still, like, today starting it, and, like, it's going really well. And I saw like what my commission is coming up, and I'm like, why is this happening? I was like, just let something bad happen. You're gonna find out that your company's actually a hedge fund. <laughs> and it's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Bernie Madoff's new company. You're just like the goat. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, the, you know, I'm the guy they're gonna pin it on. Like uh, fun and Dick and Jane. <laughs> Dude, honestly, if that ha- <laughs> if that happened, I think I would feel like a little bit more normal. Like, I don't feel normal right now. Like, I don't like, even though the landlord says to me, he's like, you haven't really been like stressed lately, and I'm like. 
Yes, I have. Like, no, I'm like, I'm not used to it. So you're I, like, did you, did I, can I remind you, I shit my pants? <laughs> See, that that feels normal to me. <laughs> like, I worry when I'm not going to shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did have a a shart situation like four days ago, but it did not reach the underpants. I felt the fart, and I was like, let me just go wipe, and sure enough, I'm like, yep, there is some duty in there. Nice. Um, so it was just some, you know, I, I think what they call it in the commercials is oily stool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was hyped to go back to a concert on Saturday. They reopened Starland Ballroom. Um, the single best energy I've ever had at a concert. Like, everyone was just fucking hyped to be there. because they're all white. Well, you, there was definitely a couple colors there. Um, different races. Colors. No, I was saying I didn't say colored people. I said colors. Um, there was definitely it was diverse in a lot of ways, and it was diverse on the uh, the yeah, rainbow no, 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 you're the, right. the, the rainbow the, scale. The security guards. The security. I didn't say that. No. Um, it's <laughs> the, help. Say, the help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it like I don't even like Hawthorne Heights, but the place was electric for them, and they they literally came out and said we're only going to play the songs you guys know, and they closed with Ohio is for lovers. So, so the place so they just played Ohio hey, over and over. The other the other one was like Nikki FM was the other song they had. There was a couple they played that I had heard before. Um, but then even between the bands playing, when they play music, it was like, I'm not okay is playing. And the whole building is singing it together. Uh, Census Fail comes out, did a great set. They did a cover, like a mash cover of Toxicity into Break Stuff, into Bulls on Parade, into uh, Lincoln Park Paranoid, which was fucking awesome. And then Bayside fucking slayed. It was, uh, everyone was just so fucking hyped to be there. Um, I can't wait to go back. Bayside uh, headlined? Bayside headlined, yeah. They always headline Starland. Why does that suck? It's, it's a terrible band. No, they're not a terrible <laughs> band. You're a terrible band. Since his fail should have headlined. Well, they probably would have if the lead singer wasn't the only guy left in the band. He's the only one left from the original group. Well, he bangs trannies, so he should be the headliner. <laughs> yeah, he came out. He was wearing... Um, Hawaiian shirt. No, it wasn't even a Hawaiian shirt. It was a leopard full, like, leopard jeans, leopard jean jacket. And, of course, he did all his, like, fruity dances when he's doing it. But I was hyped to see Taking Back Sunday's holiday announcement yep, today. Yeah. Manfro's going to come, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm very Friday show, always the Friday show. Don't do the Saturday one. I've done both. Friday's better. Yep. Um, and I think they're going to be fucking hyped to be there for sure. It was exciting for everyone to cheer for the IHOP uh, banner popping up on the screen. I, I got hyped about that. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, felt really good to actually be back at a fucking concert. You're going pretty soon, right? What's your next? Con what's your first concert My back? My first concert back is PNC. It's uh, Coheed and Cambria and The Used. And what date is that? Uh, I think I should think it's like fucking next weekend. Next weekend? Then we have Slipknot in a few weeks. Well, I, what's it, October 7th or 10th? It's a uh, Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Um, Richie's coming up for that. Yep. Uh, can you beat the shit out of Richie? Yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to be sure. And then on a Halloween, I'm going to see uh, August Burns Red. Yeah, I'm still... The, I may be coming to that. I'm not sure yet, which I guess we'll, we'll just jump right into reviews yeah, from here. a lot of well. shitty concerts. Oh, dude, you saw... What's the last, good, what's the last concert you went to? Group Love. You okay. like August Gr Burns Red. They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't we just bleed right into the reviews? Because yeah. um, today's going to be a very heavy NFL episode. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to virtual next week for week two, but I figure because we're here um, for week one, we might as well just do it and get our week one picks in, our predictions for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, shit like that, Super Bowl predictions. Yep. Um, so I guess I'll go first. So August Burns Red, uh, found in faraway places. I think this is the third August Burns Red album I've gotten on the show. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'll start out by saying all of them are fives out of fives. They're, they're really good, man. Like, I genuinely love this band. They're like, and, they're a fucking kick-ass metal and band. And I got, I got to the point where, like, I, I listened to the first song, The Wake, and I gave it a five, and I just stopped grading, and it took me, like, the seventh or eighth listen through to, like, just put numbers on it, even though all of them are five. I didn't even really have to. Yeah. There, there's nothing here worth skipping over on any of the albums. Uh, their pace is always great. Their progressions are great. There's certain songs that stand out. Um, uh, Martyr, one of my favorite tracks on here. The Pace and the progressions are great. Um, separating the sea, I love the uh, folks, the folky like break they have in there. Yeah. Uh, you reference ghosts with Jeremy McKinnon of a day to remember. Um, I think that's like maybe the second, my second or third favorite song on here. I loved, I loved, I loved majoring in the minors. I had another one of those like bluegrass break breakdowns in there. Really fucking cool. Um, uh, everlasting ending five 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 uh, the next one I wrote down that I my favorite song on here I gave a six to this one was 21 grams um, it's a really chaotic song yeah. like the timing changes literally within seconds of each other sometimes they are so tight as a band um, that there's no loss like wasted energy on anything yeah. it's a lot of energy but nothing is wasted nothing feels like filler at any point Vanguard's a five and to close the album out with Marathon is a five uh, just I feel like I don't even have to spend time on August Burns Red. Like, they're maybe the safest band I could be given on this show yeah. because everything is fucking great. Um, five out of five, my wire's buzzing. Um, five out of five, uh, just unbelievable. What Your favorite song is the one with Jeremy McKinnon? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I came around on A Day to Remember. I didn't used so to be I. a fan um, because of my ex because she was a diehard A Day to Remember fan. And she, I heard them too much, so you start to resent your ex's favorite bands and right. songs. I think we're all familiar with that kind of stuff. Do you have anything like that, man, for like a girl that you were with, loved a certain band, and you dealt with them, and then she broke your heart, or it was just a bad breakup, or you, you're not together, and now you hate that band? Mm, cherub. Cherub? Cherub? Uh, Shrub? Shrub. What about um, Sinead O'Connor? Uh, because she came out with Conor McGregor? She did. I'm buzzing a lot. My yeah, wires fuck. All right, pause the. Nope, don't pause, pause it. Pause the I got podcast. it. I got it. That's fine. Um, okay, so five out of five. August Burns Red. Every single album's a five. I still think. What's the first one? Constellations was. There? What was the name of the first album that he gave me? Um, um, what the fuck was it? Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Doesn't matter. Hold it's on. all the same shit. It, okay, I will say. I will shit. say that there are a lot of similarities between them. Um, for sure. Yeah, Constellations, I think, was my favorite um, that I've heard. I will say that their sound doesn't really change album to album. They add some, like, interesting things in. Like, the Bluegrass... Is this their only album that has that, like, Bluegrass breakdown in it, Josh? Um... There's two songs. So there's little things, but I will say that you're right that, like, the sound is very similar, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Um, Especially if the the content is really that good, so... There's a lot of bands that, like, came up around the same time as August Burns Red, Uh, and then they're... Music, their first albums are so unique and different. Yeah. And then all that genre just kind of blends into each other. And then fucking now I feel like the music's so generic. In that I, could, I could see that being in, the case. In that genre of music that like now it's like Attack Attack put out a new song. And they're like, we're going back to our Crabcore roots. And it's fucking terrible. It's yeah, I believe even, that. It's not even Crabcore. They don't even have a good breakdown. I'm pretty sure he gave me an Attack Attack album once, and I fucking hated it. I don't remember what it was, but I'm pretty There's sure I didn't like Smokeahontas it. Or I, whatever I don't think that was it, but yeah, five out of five, Josh. Nice.
All right, so you gave me Molly's game. Molly's starring, game. Um, the wonderful Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she's nice. She's very I nice. I would play Molly's game with her. Same. <laughs> uh, so, okay, uh, my thoughts on this movie is, uh, why didn't Ralph like this? Because he sucks. So, okay, tiebreaker. It was great, right? Yeah, it was yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I it mean, I, I'm going to. Did you watch it? I watched it. You hated it? Before I came here. You hated it? Yes. Why? Well, Tied up again. Uh, I, I, I didn't, like... It was interesting. It kept me interested. Okay. But it wasn't like it was just some fucking white bitch with like her white girl problems and like it just. I mean, there were some significant problems. <laughs> she got her, yeah. her her apartment raided by the Italian mafia and the shit kicked out they of her. They just shot her in the fucking head. <laughs> they wanted her money. They uh, wanted I, to keep I, getting I, money. I wanted the movie to end. Oh my god, you're so dramatic. No, it was just. Uh, he hates <laughs> white people so much. <laughs> okay, Josh, come on. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you know, I, I, when you say that Ralph didn't like it, I was like, I, you know, there's got to be something to the movie that he doesn't like. Cause it's an Aaron Sorkin film, yeah, and yeah. typically those are very good. Very well written. Um, and, yeah, it's, it keeps you very interested throughout. Like, uh, yeah, I like how it intertwines the movie with the current day events. The current day events. The, the Yeah, like the uh, nonlinear kind I of stuff. The book. I meant oh, the, like, oh, yeah, I yeah. The book. I said movie. Uh, I like the way that it intertwines that because it's her going back and talking. Correct. Like it's the, the narration of the book. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts in with the scenes of the current day with her and Idris Elba, who was fucking incredible. Idris Elba, and the scene when he is uh, talking to the two prosecutors yeah, specifically, dude. unbelievable. Holy fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that was probably one of the most well-acted scenes I've seen in a movie that's come out in the last Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. Easily. Yeah. That was really good. Um, I like the uh, I like the way that they you know the Mr. X character yeah Tobey Maguire uh, Michael Sarah <laughs> you, know, you go in and you and you read um, you know obviously I hadn't read the book but I do plan to sure sure because uh, I want to I want to know a little bit more about but you can read online story. about the you know, some of the celebrities like Mr. X was mostly based on Tobey Maguire but it's kind of an amalgamation a, of, a few of the specific moments were Tobey Maguire when he told the guy I got nothing like yeah. and yeah the, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, he and he wants to ruin people's lives. Uh, but yeah. some of the other uh, celebrities that was influenced into Mr. X were like Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex Rodriguez. Yep, yep. She uh, says that one line about the the baseball player that every man wanted to be around. Yeah, yeah. and if you read about what A Rod did those games, he just hung out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just watched. Yep. Um, Overall, great storytelling from beginning to end. It kept you engaged the whole entire way through. Like, Explain some of the complicated poker stuff as well, which if yeah. you're not don't know poker very well that could be very confusing uh you know dove into her uh childhood with her costner uh, with her overbearing father yes. played by kevin costner who actually was pretty good in this he was movie. good when he has good writing he's a good actor yeah it's just sometimes he picks really bad movies yeah. and shows uh overall and she's a 10 out of 10 in this oh yeah she is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh my yeah, god well, when they go back to when she like trying to make her you look young she doesn't look young it's kind of like the robert de niro and the irishman Th- that was better cgi in the irishman i think more of um uh the, the leia cgi in Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, overall, uh, solid movie. Uh, would definitely watch again. I give it a seven three. I would say it's fair. Like it's an easy one to put on and yeah. just like because it's funny at times. She's an awesome actress. I lo- I love Jessica Chastain. I like her tits. Yeah, they're nice. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a fan too. Um, anyway, okay. So picks for this week. Uh, uh, hold on. Oh, Before please. we use the picks, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Fast Nine. Okay, please. Wait, wait, Go. wait, wait. I hold on. I wrote notes for this movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I need to hear the Manfro notes. Okay, so. Molly's game. Say hello to heaven. Temple of the dog. Best part. <laughs> Fair. And then my review for it: white girl with daddy problems. <laughs> that's what I put before. Like, like twenty minutes in. Daddy problems. Yes. So that's what I put. That's my review. For yeah, it. you don't like the the plight of the white person. You I know, feel like just, you know. I don't really. 
I don't really. I'm not like a huge poker guy. Okay. Like, and there there are some good poker movies like Rounders and shit like that. Rounders, like. Mississippi Burning. Yeah, and the one with uh, Kevin Spacey's like the teacher. Twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the teacher and the pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, there are poker movies I like, but like this one was just like, uh, it's okay. So it's gonna go how she got into the business and stuff like that. And Jeremy Strong, who was awesome in it, really yeah. Really smart. She stole this guy's clients, and she's fucking an independent, self-made woman, and it's like cool, but you fucking got caught. She, okay, she didn't technically get caught. She got other people got caught, and her name was involved in it. Right. Yeah, and that was, I remember when the, the well, because I remember the story coming to light because A Rod was seen at these poker games. Yeah, and that was the first time people started hearing about Molly Bloom, and she started coming around. And then when it all unraveled, it was because of the Russian mafia, and she just happened to be. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong people, pretty much. Who, right. who was the uh, madam who had like all the, the celebrities' names? Is like oh, Ashley Madison was the no, that wasn't no. that the one where people go to cheat on their wives? No, there was yeah, like that's a, not what he's talking about. No, there was a girl who came out with like a black book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I think Sean Avery was in it. Alex Rodriguez was in a it. Big like, fucking surprise there. <laughs> like, come on. I I just I'm gonna assume most athletes and. Actors are probably big sluts too. Male, female, doesn't matter. Yeah. If yeah, if you get pussies better than and people flock to it. It's what they fucking do. I mean, Daryl Strawberry told the story about how literally a girl just they pulled her out of the fucking crowd and she went and had sex in the dugout during a game. And then Daryl said, "If anyone's having sex, it's me." And the same girl came out. This is what happens. If I was a girl, I would probably have sex with Daryl Strawberry too. Not Doc Gooden though. He's been using a lot of needles. All right, fast nine, Josh. Right. <laughs> I was just so, thinking of the part in Joe in uh, Goodfellas when Joe Pesci's like, "What do you mean, Sammy Davis Jr.?" No, I can see how someone yeah. can like him. <laughs> <laughs> he does these impersonations. <laughs> you would almost think he's the real guy. All right, so in order to like get into the nitty gritty of this, I got to go back a couple of movies and just give, <laughs> yeah. some, give you some spark. Yeah, because I want to preface this part with oh saying he texted me about Fast Nine over the weekend. And I, my exact words to him were like, if you wanted to give me a description of a movie to make sure I never watch it, you just did it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Right. So uh, I'm not going to go all the way back to the beginning, but I'll start in Fast 6 because that's where The Rock came in. Okay. But all before, right. when they were family. No, not yet. Okay. All right. So Fast, uh, no, Fast 5. Sorry, okay. Fast five. Okay. So Fast 5. The Rock comes in. He's Luke Hobbs. He's a government agent. He's looking for Dom Toretto. Sure. Uh, so he's hunting them down. Uh, some stuff happens. It turns out they're after the same guy, so they become family. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> That's the whole premise of Fast Five. Uh, Furious Six. Uh, okay, so Furious Six is comes Paul out. Paul Walker alive? The, the family is in full gear. Dom Toretto and Luke Hobbs are working together to take down uh, Luke Evans, who is uh, 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 Deckard Shaw, a.k.a. Um, the actor Luke Jason Evans. Statham. Yes, the actor. Okay. Uh, the actor Luke Evans, who's playing Jason Statham's younger brother. Uh, so The Rock, Vin Diesel, working together. Uh, they crash a car through the front of a plane. Okay. And uh, not kill, but very seriously maim Luke Evans' character. Okay. Okay. So uh, whatever the fuck they called. Luke Eric's? Uh, whatever the fuck they called the seventh one. Uh, Jason Statham comes in, kills the, the fate Jap of the furious? No, that's eight. Okay. Jason Statham comes in, kills the Chinese guy, Japanese guy. Uh, okay. Racist? Yes. I was racist. Comes in, kills the Japanese guy. Uh, Vin Diesel and him fight each other throughout the movie. He breaks The Rock's arm. The Rock flexes out of a cast, says, Daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel jumps a car off of a car park and hags a bag of hand grenades off of a helicopter, which kills the other bad guy, not Jason Statham. So what you've done, it, so that was what, Fast 8 or yeah, seven? 7? Fast, okay, 7. So go on to Fast 8. All right. What? So Fast 8 comes around. Jason Statham is part of the family now. Don't know why. Okay. Don't know how. he killed, But they're family. He killed the Japanese guy. They're family. Okay. 
Uh, so Charlize Theron is a super spy. Nice. Uh, she kidnaps uh, Vin Diesel's son. Okay. In order to get Vin Diesel to his do actual family. No. Yes, his actual. Family. <laughs> okay. In order to get Vin Diesel to do her dirty work. Okay. Uh, so the family comes together. It's extortion. Yes. Okay. Uh, and they try to uh, break Vin Diesel out of this whole thing. cycle. Sure. Cycle. Uh, so they enlist the help of Jason Statham, who's now part of the family, to kidnap the son back to the family. The kidnappers to the family. Okay. Once the son has been kidnapped back, Vin Diesel now. Wait, wait! You can't family. kidnap back. Retrieve you him. retrieve the kid. You kidnap no. from the kidnappers, but it's yours. That's a retrieval or That's a rescue. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Fair. Uh, okay, so now Vin Diesel joins back with the family. They now we're on Fast Nine. No, we're still on Fast Eight. Oh my eight. god! They track down Charlize Theron to. Uh, was she some, naked? Nope. Ah. They track her down to some. Probably Siberia. It was frozen, and there okay. was a Russian nuclear submarine. They destroyed the Russian nuclear submarine with cars. Okay. Uh, and that's the end of Fast 8. So now we're at the beginning. Okay. Where, so where does I just Elba get into this? He's in, he's uh, in Luke's. And Shaw. Yeah. It's, it's offshoot. You okay. So I just need to point out that every description you gave was giving a, like saying something that is so ridiculous mm-hmm. that there's no way that, that there could be a scene more ridiculous. That's right. But Every time you so you went from five to six, it got more ridiculous. Seven got more ridiculous. Eight got more ridiculous. So with nine, uh, did they just do like a root canal? Like what did they do? All right. So movie opens up. Uh, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez are living off the grid with Vin Diesel's kid. Okay. So family. Uh, right. So family. So some cars come up and they're not expecting any company. And it's not a family vehicle like a minivan. Well, they're not sure. Okay. So they tell the kid to get into this foxhole. Kid gets into the foxhole and then... Ah, like Jin Erso in Rogue yes, One. Yes, so they just have a random cabinet in a garage filled with guns and explosives. and As one you know. does. Uh, so they take out some shotguns and they and they, they prepare to make their stand to the four or five oncoming vehicles with a couple of shotguns. Okay. Uh, that like, wouldn't work in real life. Yeah, anyway. Prove it. So, it's uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> so people get out of the vans. Turns out, oh, look, it's family. It's Tyrese and uh, okay. Chris and... Uh, oh, good. hungry. <laughs> Shut up. That's the best so part of any film. So uh, they tell them that uh, Mr. X, who is Kurt Russell, uh, who is basically the CIA handler for all these guys because they're okay. all affiliated with the CIA now, even though they're criminals from the earlier movies. Okay. So keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> so Mr. X is missing. He had some terrible weapon with him. It was stolen. We don't know who stole it. We got to go find him and track it down. Okay. Okay, no problem. So they go find their way into this jungle nation. Never said what nation it is, but it's a jungle, and they've got it's a jungle they've nation. Got military. You it's like Wakanda. It's like zombie Wakanda. nation. Yeah. Uh, so they find Mister X's plane, and they find the briefcase, the the football, if you will, that's got part of this weapon that they're trying to keep out of the hands okay. of the bad guys, who they don't know who the bad guys are yet. Okay. Okay. Do so the bad guys have family? They do. Oh, okay. So, Very good. Uh, the the fam the bad guys' family is also family. So. The bad guy's family is also family. Okay. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they, so on cue, they find this football and the military of this island jungle nation shows up and they start shooting at them. And Naturally, as one does when a nuclear weapon's around. Yep. There's explosives <laughs> and all that. Now, this is where the superpowers start to come in. All right. Tyrese gets shot with several fully automatic ak 47 Where does he get shot? Everywhere. Okay. All over. And they're just kind of bouncing off him. He's bouncing off him. He's like Sonny in uh, Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so he escapes. So he picks up one of their guns and starts shooting all of them. So other bullets that hit him didn't enter him, but he killed them with their guns that couldn't kill him. What? Yep. So he got shot. He was like just a flesh wound? No. No, he was not wounded at all, but you could visibly see him getting shot. And he even references later on in the movie that he got shot, but he didn't get 
shot. hurt. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, I'm now, not enjoying this now. Now they get into their cars and they start driving their cars, one of them being a fucking Dodge Charger, through the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and Vin Diesel's keeping up with them on foot. Yeah. No, no, he's the one in the Charger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's right. just trying. Hey, guys. Yeah. All right, so. It's like Zohan when he's a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, ridiculous thing number one. Wait, 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 we're thinking of this, 37. Of this, of this scene. Okay, okay, sorry. All right, so they're driving their cars, escaping. They're driving this. a Dodge Charger through a out jungle, of, like an all-terrain jungle, vehicle. Yeah, out of Jungle Nation. So there's there's <laughs> there's three cars. Tyrese is in like a uh, like an urban assault vehicle. Okay, so more realistic uh, to be through the jungle. Chris is in a Jeep. Realistic to be and in the jungle? Vin Diesel is in his Dodge Charger. Dodge Charger. Okay. That's when Does John, it have a Hemi in it? Yes. Okay, very good. That's, that's, that's John fine. Cena shows up in his Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> so John Cena and Vin Diesel are racing their Charger and Mustang through the jungle, and it's they're going very fast somehow. Uh, in the jungle. In the jungle. Uh, oh god. So <laughs> one of the they're approaching this bridge that will lead them out of the nation. So the suddenly, as soon as you cross that border, the military's not going to follow you anymore. That makes sense. That's you know, they have lines. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, out of so, their jurisdiction. So Tyrese's, uh, they, oh, they drive through a minefield. <laughs> they miss all the mines. Yeah, no, no, they don't miss all the mines. So they're on their radios, and Vin Diesel goes to Tyrese and goes, how fast do we have to go to not trigger the mines? Because that's how mines work. That's how mines work. It's a debris. Goes, <laughs> and he's, he literally goes, he does a math problem in his head. He goes, okay, so this times this, uh, 88 miles per hour. What is this, a fucking DeLorean? <laughs> <laughs> so now they make sure they're going 88 miles per hour through the minefield. Jolly mines Bannon. are exploding through, behind them. Now Tyrese is in a urban assault vehicle, which can't go 88 miles sure. per hour. So the mines are just exploding underneath his car, but he's fine. Okay, because he, he apparently is immune to bullets as yeah. well. So he gets through the whole thing, his car explodes, and then it, he gets out of the car to get into Ludacris's car, and the urban assault vehicle explodes, flies in the air, and then lands what you think is on top of Tyrese, but it didn't because he just walks around from behind it. They give you that, like, uh, Glenn from Walking Dead fake out, like, it actually lands. Multiple times now. where yeah. he, So, you think, and he just walks... <laughs> Okay. So he gets fuck? into the Jeep and they start driving towards the This movie has a lot of false finishes. Towards the bridge. <laughs> now the bridge to get out of this country is a rope bridge. Of course it is. Of course it why wouldn't it be? So they start driving this Jeep on this rope bridge, and then uh the military guys shoot the rope bridge, and as the rope bridge is falling, the Jeep is still somehow driving up it. Well he did the myth. Yeah, he did. He did the, the math. Uh, it's like Scott Steiner's math. So John Cena is driving his Mustang towards a cliff, and he hits his nos. So he dr- he jumps his Mustang off a cliff, and a plane comes with a magnet and takes his car and flies away. How many times have they done the magnet gimmick now? I don't know. <laughs> Multiple, right? So Vin Diesel realizes there's no bridge anymore. He's got all these military guys. This is the famous scene that you see from the trailer. He hooks the tire into the rope from the rope bridge and uses it to swing himself across the canyon onto the other side of the, of the bridge. <laughs> and that's that's end scene. End scene. And this is like 30 minutes into the movie. 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, okay. We're going to get a copyright so, fucking claim for this episode. So you find out that John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother. Because they look a lot alike. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, he full brother or half brother? Full brother. Okay, he good. plays Jacob Toretto. I guess family wasn't that important to Vin. I, I guess not. Okay. Uh, so you find out that... Uh, uh, there was a rift between the two of them because their dad died in a car racing accident. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, and Vin Diesel blamed John Cena. Car accident for, naturally? No, I guess it can't be. Uh, yeah, I guess not. For the death of the I dad. Wonder if so his that, dad so John, C- the, John Cena was blamed for the death of their father. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, let me jump ahead a little bit. Who's the head pit crew? Uh, okay, so 
continuity errors, right? So, uh, when... This movie's a... Con- the whole series is a continuity continuity error. Going back to... Uh, if you go back any further than four, I'm out. No, no, no. Paul no. Walker? Going back to the beginning of six. Okay. Or, or was it seven? It doesn't matter. Going back... It was seven. Going was back, Paul Walker alive or dead for seven? He's alive. Okay. Going back to the beginning of seven when you find out that it was Jason Statham that killed the Japanese guy, Han. Okay. All right. So now they're going around trying to assemble their crew, the rest of their crew. Uh, and they go to Japan and they, you know, there's some some fighting and stuff. Some people looking for them. Yeah, bad guys. And good who stuff's do they happening. get rescued by but Han? Sony made Han too. Yes. Okay. So... Uh, it turns out he's not dead. Did he fake his death? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. But even though you saw in Seven, Jason Statham walk up to his burning fucking body and being like, oh, yeah, bad guy stuff, whatever. So how did they fake his death? Uh, this is my favorite part CGI. of the movie. Okay. They asked him what happened, and he said, oh, I'll tell you some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I almost respect that, that they didn't even try to give you some other ridiculous... Well, really what that sounds like to me is like, oh, spinoff, because now they could do a whole prequel about how he didn't die. And if they're going into the world of superpowers, which I guess started with Hobbs and Shaw, Mm -hmm. was the first time you saw superpowers in this fast universe, I guess. Um, So the movie is so ridiculous that I could not even tell you, I don't remember what the MacGuffin was. I don't remember what its purpose was and why they were trying to stop the bad guys from using it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to explain two more scenes. So they go and they find the guy from Tokyo Drift. Okay, and good. He's working with another, Everyone's favorite. He's working with another Japanese scientist and Lil Bow Wow. And they're trying... Is he, okay, is it is it Lil Bow Wow? Like, oh, dude, shit, Bow Wow is going to help us with this. Or is it Bow Wow playing someone? It's Bow Wow playing Oh, someone. it would have been cooler if they were was, just like... He was in the uh, Tokyo Drift, wasn't he? he was. It would have just been cool if they were like, yo, Bow Wow is going to help us. So... <laughs> Is a white guy from Tokyo Drift in it? The one from Friday Night Lights? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So him, Bow Wow, and this Japanese scientist are working on a car that is powered by rocket propulsion. So they get there. They do the scene. The car goes, you know, it's a successful test until the end. The car stops. About five seconds pass. They're like, yeah, we did it. The car explodes. Uh, Challenger. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was there a teacher in it? (laughs) No. Okay, good. So a couple scenes down, and so now we're at the end. We're, I'm going to skip all the way to the end because the stuff that happens between that point and the end doesn't really matter. Has no purpose. So they get to the end, and the idea is that they need to get into space to stop a to hack into a satellite that controls the MacGuffin. So if the person that has the MacGuffin tries to access it, if they hack the satellite, it won't work. So they've got. This is the plot of Goldeneye. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> at any point in this movie, did they play Satellite by Dave Matthews Band? <laughs> no. Satellite. In the sky. Like, that would be the, the best closing credit song. So and Paul Walker floats by the screen. <laughs> so it's, it's Tyrese and uh, Ludacris. They get in the rocket car, the one that exploded. Before. Sure. Okay, because they built another one that quickly. Yeah. The, pro, the, the test one exploded, but they had another one ready to go that was safe. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, Science. So they have it attached to, like, an SR 71 jet. <laughs> Okay. Who's being piloted by the guy from Tokyo Drift. Okay, good. So he's a pilot also. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good. good. Uh, so they get up into the atmosphere, right? And then they detach the car and then they, they, they hit the rockets and they send the car to the fucking satellite. Okay, so they're, they're, now this is officially a space film. Yes. Space so Cowboys 2. They, uh, they get to the satellite and they realize that they can't get out of the car. 
No shit. You're in space, <laughs> stupid. First off, I don't think a car can handle space. So I don't think that's real. They drive. No, that it can. Uh, Elon Musk sent his car. Of course space. he did. Fucking uh, jerk off. <laughs> so they decide, let's crash into the satellite. So all, all, song. oh, the crash into the saddle crash. Yeah. yeah. POD satellite. No, yeah. Satellite. There you go. Satellite. Okay. So now their plan has officially become the plot of deep impact <laughs> where so, they just decide to crash the fucking spaceship into the comet. Got no, it. They did. Uh, so they, no one's dead in this world. Apparently. So they crash into the satellite and now it's uh, back down to earth. John Cena and VVs will make up their family again. Oh, good. Good. Uh, and, Thank God. The the bad guy who was John Cena's partner up to this point is trying to get away with this MacGuffin device. Okay. And Charlize Theron has escaped jail, and she's the one looking I didn't even her. know she was in this one. Oh, she escaped yeah. jail from the previous film. Well, she was in prison. Just, they, the, the bad guys kidnapped her from prison. Got it. Uh, in order to use her hacking skills to stay one step ahead of Dom Toretto. Okay, got it. So she's in like a fucking stealth fighter well, That's something. how Hobbs and Shaw got out, right? They got out of jail too, didn't they, together? Yeah, but that's different. Okay. <laughs> and then the Usos. And the Usos and yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah, okay. Um, so and this guy is driving like this like fucking like armored fucking train type vehicle. <laughs> okay. Right? So Charlize Theron is coming in her fucking jet plane. She's in a stealth, fu- stealth bomber. Fighter. And then this guy's in a fucking, in a, in a, a train. train, for lack of a better term. It's not a train. It's a, it's it's a, a train. four-wheel train. So what John Cena and Vin Diesel do is they take their cars and they crash into either side of the train, flip the train upside down. As Charlize Theron is making her approach, the train and the plane crash into each other and explode. All the bad guys are dead. Family is forever. Restored. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I don't know if I want to begin. <laughs> um, okay. I probably got a lot of that wrong. There was a lot to unpack. Okay, so as, as a fan of the Fast and Furious series through eight films leading up to this one, yeah. and you say you love them, you're like, I don't care. Did I you know they're terrible. Okay, I, but... I, like, let me preface the whole I, thing I will, with that. Okay, and I will preface your preface by saying that people I know that were also big fans of it that didn't care about how ridiculous it was. They said that this one was as close to jumping the shark as you could possibly get. Like no, it's they a, jumped the shark in eight. It's he, they said that, but they said this is way worse than eight. Yeah. Like as far as a mo- there's no coherence. It was just about what ridiculous shit can we do next? Yeah. So you you, you agree sells. with that? Yeah. Well, no, it sells it de- in China. It, it, de- it sells in China like crazy. They love it over there and in Japan. Mm-hmm. And the, the, most of the money's coming from the international market. Okay, so do you see any way the series does anything but continue to nosedive? There's two movies left in the main series. Okay, uh, they're gonna do more. They're gonna do more Hobbs and Shaw movies. Sure, it's The Rock, so Isn't it's safe. The Rock, didn't he say he's out? Of the no, he said he's out of the Fast and the Furious yeah, he series. Another, he won't do another main franchise entry. He doesn't want to work with Vin Diesel or uh, Tyrese. No, because yeah, Tyrese is notoriously like a, a cunt, terrible actor. Yeah, well, a dude, Baby Boy. People refuse that. That's a good movie. No, it's not. Snoop Dogg carries that movie. No, he carried Car Wash <laughs> and oh, Soul Plane and Soul Plane. Um, okay, so is this the worst one? Yes. Okay, by a wide margin? It's worse than Tokyo Drift. Okay, and, that, that and that's Bob's favorite one. <laughs> okay, so I I don't recall. How did they write out Paul Walker in, what, seven or eight? Him and uh, Jordana Brewster had kids, and they retired. Okay, is there any possibility they bring back a CGI Paul yes, Walker? Yes, 100,000%. It's going to happen? Uh, because. Okay, uh, post-credit Jordana, scene, post-credit scene? Jordana Brewster, Brewster was back in this movie. 
Okay. Uh, and at the end of it, they were like, oh, wait, we can't start. You know, they're having their family cookout. Oh, we got to wait for Brian. And then a GTR comes up the fucking road and parks in the driveway. And that's so and are they going to just bring his brother, Paul Walker's brother to play? Or are they going to do him with the CGI? I would imagine they'll do his brother and then CGI the face if they bring him in. Well, all, I would think like, that. OK, I'm going to say if his brother actually does that, he's a fucking asshole because yeah. he's just going to milk that for all it's worth. Yeah. Like but that's what Paul would want. I guess uh, family, family, family. Dude. So were you at all disappointed with this movie? It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. The action sequences were cool. You know, it's obviously. It's Will you rewatch this one? No. Will you I, rewatch I, eight? I, nah. Seven. I know when yeah. I know when Fast and Furious lost me was like I I didn't I, I after Tokyo Drift I was like this I I didn't make it all the way through Tokyo Drift. It's terrible. And then there was a couple movies out, and there was one scene where. I'm just like watching it. It's a Fast and Furious on TNT. And then Vin Diesel drives a car off of a building through the windows, skids through the whole entire building, doesn't hit any pillars or anything. Oh, yeah, lands. yeah, that's, uh, that's in six. Okay. And they go to Dubai. This is how you know they're bad. They're, they've all blended into one movie for Josh now. And yeah. Vin Diesel is, yeah, he does that. He jumps the car from one building to another, and Michelle Rodriguez fights Ronda Rousey and beats her, which doesn't make any sense because Ronda Rousey's... Would actually hurt her? Yeah, but, like, even when you see them fighting, it's like, Ronda's so much fucking bigger than her. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize... Michelle Rodriguez is a small girl. Yeah. They always tried to make her... Like, she was built. Like, mm-hmm. she was fit. But she's a tiny, it's tiny girl. She definitely takes it in the ass, though. Isn't... I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian. Well, I still think they do that. So she definitely takes it in the ass, then. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't. Yeah, les- yeah well, Lesbians well, do it all. I don't. That, that actually, that's the exact opposite. They do not do it all. No, they do. They do dildos. No, I'm saying they don't <laughs> do it all. Like you do it all, guys, girls doesn't matter. Yeah. They stick to one side of things. But okay, so I was just gonna ask what you watched this week. You just gave me literally that was Joshopedia yeah. of the Fast and he Furious has the universe. Most words he's ever said on a podcast. Uh, no, ever. I've known him <laughs> since fucking third grade. That's the most I've ever heard Josh talk. Um, okay, let's let's pivot, Manfro. What'd you watch these last two weeks? I got nothing else to say about that. I I kind of want to watch just nine now. Welcome to uh, episode one fifty nine of the podcast. <laughs> we can get started now. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to start on Fast and Furious, the original. <laughs> we're going to do an episode by episode breakdown of each movie. So I took I just wrote down what I watched. Okay, good, good. Because I, I, I forgot about it after like the second day. Okay, great. This is this is what I have written down. I have the Mummy. Okay, <laughs> with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Pitch Perfect. Okay. I watched a George Carlin stand-up, a what? Joey Diaz stand-up, an Andrew Santino stand-up, and then I watched The Lost World Jurassic Park. The worst one. It's the worst one. It is. It's terrible. I would rather watch three than two. Two, by all accounts, is a better movie technically. Three is way more fun. Two is boring. And I just wish they explained why Jeff Goldblum had a black daughter. And I don't need, like, a, a serious like, explanation. Say she's adopted or something. There is no confusion here. Like, she wasn't, like, a, you know, a light skin. She was dark, and he's Jeff Goldblum. He's the most Jewish guy in Hollywood. And I just I, I it bothers me. It shouldn't bother me, but I just want to know because I feel like maybe it gives a little more depth. Instead, his ex-girlfriend is Julianne Moore, and they're just like, oh, here we go. Here's his daughter. Okay, good, great, great, great. At least Nick Kroll on the league looked like Jeff Goldblum's son. You know what I mean? Like, could have done something for me there. Lost World is by far the worst Jurassic Park movie. I like the Jurassic World movies with Chris Pratt. I thought they were oh, fun. Yeah, they're, all great. They're, they're fun. I'm excited for the next one they do. Um, so you don't remember anything after The Lost World? 
Um, then I, I, well, I highlighted it. I watched Platoon. Well, it's always a safe choice. Yeah. You can't go really go. It might be the best. It is the best Vietnam movie. And then my, would be on the, probably recent, more recently made my top five is I Love You, Man. I Love You, Man is one of my favorite comedies. Like, especially if I say comedies in the last 20 years, I Love You, Man is certainly up there. And yeah. Paul Rudd is one of those people that has like the key to my funny bone. Like anything he does, I'll laugh my ass off. And I, I used to hate Jason Segel. Jason Segel? Yeah, I used to hate him. And then, like, that movie just changed my whole perspective. I Well, I loved him in uh, Knocked Up. He yeah, was no, really funny. He was funny in Knocked Up. And Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I love. Yep. And he wrote that. I, I always forget. Well, in- I watched I Love You, Man, and then I went back and I watched forgetting Sarah Marshall because I actually started to like Jason C. You realize he's that. actually funny. His yeah. timing is really good. And then like then get him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek is so fucking funny. And they're very different movies, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Because Forgetting Sarah Marshall is just a very well-written movie. Comedy, drama, romance. Get him to the Greek is just like pretty much a slapstick comedy. Yeah. But holy shit, it's funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I hate Diddy and he was fucking great in that movie. <laughs> um, that, that one makes My me laugh. Fuck. And then, oh. my fuck, <laughs> yeah. I like when he's reading the text message from him, like <laughs> smiley face. He's like, "Can I drink these pussy limeys under the table?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fucking funny movie. Uh, Josh, did you watch anything else that you remember? Uh, I watched uh, the uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man's one and two. I watched all three Spider Man movies since the trailer came out, yeah. and I watched the two Andrew Garfield ones also. Sorry, the first one I like. I think yeah, the, the first, first one. Andrew Garfield I think, one's I think the, the first one's better though. Okay, so this is the first time I watched the second one since I first saw it, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it, it wasn't as bad as I initially thought. It is still not very good. Um, I didn't hate Electro as much as I initially did. No. I thought some of the stuff they did with him was kind of cool, but it was just almost too theatrical, and there was too much slow motion in the movie, and they they the, the ending, you can't do a cliffhanger ending <laughs> like that. I like when they do you the can't. electric, and the electric's the music. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know, I know. It's... <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, but I have actually been watching on Disney+. Plus. So the Easter eggs in the second movie is more Easter eggs than you can get in any of the Marvel Yeah, sure, movies. sure. Oh, and Green Goblin sucked in that one. That was the worst part. The way I played Harry Osborn was terrible. But at the end when they show all the fucking... Oh, yeah, the Sinister Six. The Sinister Six stuff, yeah. They show Craven's fucking... Yeah, Doc Ock. It's yeah. the Sinister Six. It was what it was supposed to set up. Um, I thought Garfield was a really good Peter Parker, actually. Um, I like Dennis Leary being uh, Gwen Stacy's father in the orig- in those two movies, but uh, or one, and he's just a ghost in the second I love one. It how he's like fucking defending everybody with a shotgun. Yeah, I know he's killing Lizard with the shotgun. He's just on the top of a roof with a shotgun, totally out of his element. He's just like this is a good idea. I do think the first one was good though. The first one was a really good Spider-Man movie. It was. Um, I like. I, well, it was, that was the first time they skipped. No, no, they, no, they show Uncle Ben get killed. It's oh, just a yeah, different yeah, yeah. fashion. He doesn't actually do the wrestling. He falls on the r- through a roof into an, a wrestling ring. So it's a little wink and a nudge to it. Um, you know, Uncle Ben, the only one he hasn't died in is the Tom Holland ones. Um, but I've been actually at night, I've been putting on uh, the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s when I'm laying down. It is so good. Yeah. And I'm just on the season, in season two, when the X-Men come into play from the animated series. Yep. And Punisher's in it. It holds up still. Yeah. Like it's it's got '90s cheese to it. You know what was really good was the MTV MTV Two actually did a, a Spider Man like CGI one, right? Yeah. That was really cool. I don't remember what Ultimate Spider Man was it. I something like that. That I, was really I, good. I, Fridays like after like I it was would, on at like a 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I right? Would just stay up and watch it. And then I remember like mid season of one of them, they just 
pulled it. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. Is it? All the Spider-Man animated stuff is on Disney Plus. They have the X-Men animated series on Disney Plus. A lot of the um, animated Marvel movies are on there too, like Planet Hulk. And yeah, yeah, which is a really, really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so, uh, Sopranos of the Landlord. We're just on um the White Caps of when Carmela and Tony break up. I did um, decide when I saw that Michael K. Williams passed away yesterday. Um, I was like, I got to watch The Wire now. So I'm like concurrently watching The Wire and The Sopranos. Have you seen The Wire before? Of course, yeah. I just have not watched the whole thing in probably like two, three years. Yeah. It is so good. I used to catch it once in a while. I never watched the whole thing. Dude, it is so good. It is... Like I've I've said like the three if I had to pick like the three best dramas of all time on TV it's Sopranos Breaking Bad The Wire. Well after like I saw your post I was like oh it sucks and then Sam texts me Chalky White died <laughs> and you're like uh well dude he was Chalky White too Boardwalk I like Boardwalk until like the end of season two I that's, thought that's from, when Sam lost it. yeah it's it part but the first season and a half or so is unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Once they get rid of one of the main characters, the dude that plays Capone, and he was in The Irishman also. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, as yeah. Tony Pro in The Irishman. Yeah. He played such a good Capone. He's great in Snatch. Yeah, he's a good actor, dude. He's in. Uh, he's in something else coming out soon, but he's a, a really, really good actor. Um, but I'm trying to think if I watched anything else in the last re- rewatch Molly's Game. Uh, yeah, and the Spider Man movies. Molly's and, Game sucked. No, it didn't. It you're wrong. You don't. You don't like. I. I don't. I don't. I don't know the producer. I know that he produced a shit movie. Aaron Sorkin is one of the best like writers of all time. You wrote The West Wing. Well, he uh, should have made a better movie. <laughs> well, listen. You're in the minority there. Listen. Your opinion is is, is with Ralph. No, it's not a tie anymore because Taylor loved it. It's three to two, Josh. It's three three oh, people okay. on the show love right. it. Two didn't like it, and you lose because um, Ralph likes Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire is terrible. They are terrible. They That's two drummers to suck even more. Well, Slipknot has three. Yeah, well, Slipknot's awesome. But they're cool. Um, okay, guys, uh, would you have anything else? Or you want to go right into NFL? Um, more people died this week. Who else? Who else died? I don't know. Who else died? Josh, who else died this week? People in Cabal. In, yeah, a lot of people died in Afghanistan, dude. It's a bad situation. What are your thoughts on what's happening in Afghanistan? It sucks. Okay, what, what would what suck. would your solution be? If he says Newcomb. Get yeah, Newcomb and let God sort him out. Um <laughs> I would probably just take everybody I just realized we didn't do picks for this week yet. White Oh yeah. <laughs> I would take a bunch of white people who are patriotic. Okay. Send them over there. Go sort it Isn't out. that kind of what we just did for twenty years? No, but like the real Americans. So like us? Not me. <laughs> yeah, you're not a real American? No, sir. You're a kneeler. You kneel for the anthem. I play for the New York Kneelers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Josh, we didn't do picks yet. So, why don't we do that? that. Okay, mine's easy. Uh, It is coming from the list of uh, 10 movies you haven't seen. Okay. Um, This one I'm going to give you is I've referenced this as a reason that a very popular movie is my least favorite in the series before. Um, So, I'm going to give you Michael Mann's Heat, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer. You've seen Heat, Manfro? Uh, Which one is that? Uh... De Niro plays a bank robber with Val Kilmer. Pacino's the cop investigating them. No, I don't think so. Okay, so you might like this then. Um, So that's the premise of the story. Um, I've said for a long time, in the Dark Knight trilogy, I feel like almost everyone's favorite is the Dark Knight. Heath Ledger, you know, I think that's everyone's favorite for the most part. It's my least favorite in the series. It's still fucking great. It's my least favorite because it is pretty much the movie Heat. In, in so many different ways, it, it, the opening bank robbery scene is very similar. The layout of it and how it's supposed to encompass this whole city. Um, so Dark Knight is below, Dark Knight Rises, and Batman Begins in that order for me. 
Um, but Heat is one of the greatest crime movies ever made. Val Kel- young Val Kilmer in this fucking great. Um, Pacino's playing a guy uh, investigating them as they're trying to do these bigger and bigger heists, get out of the game pretty much. And one of the cool things in this is um, there is not a scene with De Niro and Pacino until like an hour and 40 minutes in the movie. It's like this cat and mouse game kind of thing happening. Uh, it, it holds up to this day. I just rewatched it with The Landlord a few months ago. Uh, it's long. It's like a two and a half hour movie, so you got to make sure you set aside time. But as far as like keeping you at the edge of your seat and the characters, and it's still when De Niro and Pacino were consistently very, very good. Um, it, I don't know anyone that saw this movie and didn't love it. So my pick for you this week is Heat. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've probably definitely heard this album before, but... I like um, revisiting. It's probably something you haven't listened to in its entirety in a long time. Sure. Uh, we're going to go all the way back to 1989. I'm going to give you a punk album. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you Bad Religions, No Control. I have not listened to this in a long time, dude. I saw Bad... Okay, one of the last times I dropped acid was seeing Bad Religion. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very... And it was with our boy Eric Munson as well. So I'm actually very excited to revisit this. this it's been a long time since I listened to just I've, a Bad Religion album. I've listened to so much punk in my life. So so have you. This is, from front to back, my favorite punk album of all Okay. Time. This is such a good fucking record. I'm very excited to listen to it. I feel like I, I, you get to a point with bands like that where you don't necessarily listen to albums, but you listen, you have songs. It's yeah. just certain songs you go to. So to hear the album through will be really, really. I cool. I mean, it's no Patti Smith, but it'll. Well, Patti Smith is really good. So, <laughs> what, what's your favorite punk album of all time? Uh, Dookie. Dookie's. A, I mean, I, you can't really go wrong there. It's like, as far as like influence. And I don't like Green Day. I don't like Green Day to the, like. I do I, like Green everything Day. Everything after. I like Green Day. There's some, there were some things on Nimrod. I didn't like Green Day for a long time because of reasons that yeah yeah but you had talked about earlier yeah exactly um no i got love for green day well, like their new shit is fucking her, her, uh, a, a th- fucking atrocity i love american idiot astrocity? but uh, i don't know what i was a travesty travesty atrocity <laughs> astronomy <laughs> it's an astronomical um, i would i would tend to agree i tried to listen to their most recent album and it was painful um i their last great one like the uno dos tray wasn't bad when they did those three albums yeah. american idiot was great it was. it was a great album no uh, no it was it was for what it was and i usually don't like the rock opera but what they did there not many no band in that genre had ever done before right. um it turned turned to a fucking broadway play by all account it's not a punk album it's a rock opera it's a completely different yeah. kind of thing but like at that, the time when that came out they like my chemical romance was killing the game at that point they weren't killing the game like green day was though well like, i mean green, green day, day back wasn't selling follow. out giant stadium yeah no but uh, you but they know. did disappear for a while green day they didn't disappear but they weren't like being they didn't have a play on fucking broadway yeah like it was just a whole different world they opened up to but i i get what you're saying but uh all right NFL 2021-2022 season. Uh, really pumped for football to start. Yep. Um, if 17 games for every team this year, so it's an 18-week season this year. Uh, super pumped about that. More football. Can't really complain until it starts to suck because guys are getting hurt all the time, which is probably going to happen. Um, so why don't we start out with some predictions first. Sure. Um, let's go with Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year, who's it going to be? Oh, my God. Silence. No one has a... Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Okay, so your coach is going to be coach of the year. Fair pick. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. That was my pick last year, and I was like, am I going to go with this again? Um, I'm going to go with the guy who won it last year. I think he's going to repeat because I think the Browns are going to be really good this year. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Uh, I think they're going to have a really, really good year. So, 
And I think they're going to have one of those offenses you don't want to fuck with in right. Cleveland. So, okay, let's go with Defensive Player of the Year, Manfro. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, <laughs> safe pick. All right, I'm going to go on a limb here. Honey Badger wins his first Defensive no. Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think no, so. Oh, he can. He's too old. He's not that old. He's, how old know, do you think? He's his, younger than Aaron Donald. For his position? But he hasn't slowed down. Like, he's I know, still. That's and a tough I, one. He doesn't stay on the field. Yeah, but that's why I think I don't want to go with the safe pick of Aaron Donald. Like, the two safe picks are Luke him and, and TJ. Uh, he's retired. Him and TJ Watt are the two safe picks, but TJ Watt hasn't even been practicing because he's holding out for a contract. All right, if I had to go with someone besides Aaron Donald, I'd say Fred Warner. Fred Warner's a good pick. Um, I mean, yeah, I, what, I, I'll, I, you know, I'll go on a limb and pick my own guy, Xavier Howard, double-digit interceptions again, and they got to give it to him. No one's done double-digit interceptions in back-to-back -back years. Time. I think, what's the record, 14? Yeah, but he was the first one to do double digits since Cromartie in 2007. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't happen getting double digits. Um, all right, so I'll pick my own guy. Xavier Howard wins it. He didn't get a single vote last year, which pissed me off when you have 10 interceptions. Fuck you. Um, offensive player of no, the wait, year. Let, let Josh pick someone oh, yeah. besides Aaron Donald. Yeah, pick someone uh, besides Aaron Donald. Uh, TJ Watt. That's a fair pick. Claiborne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who got like what? <laughs> six sacks? Yep, six sacks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, offensive player of the year. Um, I'm going to pick from the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, he's going to have 2,200 all-purpose yards, no, maybe 2,500. Uh, Dead serious. Uh, I'll probably pick Devontae Adams. Yeah, safe pick. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers for offensive player of the year. All right, let's bleed right into um, MVP. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I want to say Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to play pissed off. I, I, did I say Aaron Rodgers? I meant Aaron Jones. <laughs> Aaron Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm trying to think. Okay. Uh, it, okay, I'll pick this, uh, a non-safe one. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, do you guys want to do other, like we'll do far-fetched ones? What like Brant? Like who's gonna lead the league in certain like things? Someone who like a dark horse to win. Okay, dark horse for MVP for me is Matthew Stafford, Oof. on on Los Angeles Rams, um, forty touchdowns. You can't say Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh Allen. Okay. Oh, that's a good. That's not that much of a dark. He finished second last year or third. Did he? Third, yeah, to Mahomes and Rodgers. He had like 47 touchdowns. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, rookie. <laughs> Trevor MVP. <laughs> rookie MVP. All right. Um, you okay. laugh now. Okay, so uh, let's uh, go with random predictions. Uh, uh, did I say Trevor Lawrence? Who is the first coach fired this year? Uh, Mike Tomlin. Hmm. Joe Judge. Joe Judge, a year and a half in? He's only in the second year going into this year. Yeah, but they're fucking... <sighs> okay. The, the, he has no control over the team. It seems that way. Uh, okay, so who's the first coach fired, Manfro? Mike Tomlin. You think Tomlin... I See... The Steelers have had three coaches, <laughs> literally. Well, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin. I remember when Chuck Knoll died. Was it last year when the Steelers were like undefeated? They won 11-0, and then they stumbled down the finish, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think that he's on a very short leash to start the year, and I think if he loses a couple games, he's out. Okay, I'm going to say um, either, what's his name, uh, Matt Nagy on the Bears. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say Mike Zimmer with the Vikings, I too. Think, I think Justin Fields could single-handedly save Matt Nagy's job, but that's but, only... Uh, I know Vic Fangio, actually. Oh, I could definitely see Vic Fangio being one of... The, I think he's the favorite, actually. Yeah. Dan uh, Quinn. Dan, Dan <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> Great. In fact, best Falcons coach ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Okay, so who leads the league in interceptions thrown? Thrown? Yeah. Hmm. I, know, I know what you want to say. Jameis, baby. Jameis Winston, what do you Zach think? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm going to go ahead 
and say Jared Goff. Um, I think I think the Lions are gonna be really bad this year. They've been bad. Yeah, and, and I like Dan Campbell a lot, and I I want him to turn it around. And it's, I think it's weird though because like as long as I've been a Packers fan, they've always had like Barry Sanders and then Megatron, Megatron Stafford. Stafford, like they've always had somebody there. Like, yeah, this dude, is it's the first it's, year where I'm, I'm not going to recognize like anybody. It's else. a shame that Stafford kind of went under the radar because he's when he's there, he's awesome. Well, yeah, I know how good he is. Yeah, I watch him fucking yeah. sling the ball. Like, even no if even when the Packers beat them, he's putting up 400 yards. He's well, disgusting. Like, Stafford will fucking will pass, 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 and then they'll have no run game. No run game, no defense. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So you think Winston and you think um, Zach Wilson? Yeah. See, Zach Wilson's a good pick because the Jets defense. Is going to be dog shit, and he's going to have to throw more than any rookie well, quarterback. The only, the only thing is I, I, that I could see working in Zach Wilson's favor is that if he gets pulled and they put a backup in, which I don't even know who the backup um, is. Mike White is actually his name. I'm dead serious. Oh, his name is oh. Mike White. Yeah, they cut Josh Johnson as if that was a good backup. And that's the other thing they always they never get a ro- Jets rookie quarterback, a competent veteran behind them. And when they did, they did actually okay. When Josh McCown. Yeah, Josh McCown. Yeah, he was well, pretty. Well, let me re- reiterate that. Josh McCown came in and did good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Who <laughs> <laughs> was it? Geno Smith was the, the star. Bryce Petty. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who played well for him, but he wasn't supposed to because Geno got his jaw broken. Um, okay, so who money? leads the league in touchdown passes? Throne. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I could see like a dark horse coming out, like a Russell Wilson doing it, because if they get back to a balance on offense, instead of him just dropping back 15 yards and heaving it downfield, like actually get to an efficient offense. What it worked for the first eight weeks, and teams figured out, oh, they're just we'll play cover two, and then he had nothing. Yeah. All right, who leads the league in rushing? Aaron Jones, <laughs> the MVP in the. Uh, I'm gonna say my offensive player of the year, Nick Chubb. Um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy, he's very, very capable of doing that. He was on pace for it last year until he got hurt. Uh, who leads the league in receiving? Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson. Okay. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown due to Julio creating uh, space for him uh, downfield. Oh, I thought you meant A.J. Green. No, A.J. Br- AJ Green. Oh, dude, so I could see A.J. Green having a bounce back this year. Surgeons. He never, he never, like, when he's healthy, he's never bad. But he was on the field. He was bad last year. And I, it could be because the Bengals' offensive line was bad, and then Burrow got hurt. But he ain't the same physical presence anymore. But now he doesn't have to be because he's got DeAndre Hopkins opposite him. So and they got a James Conner too. I I think James Conner sucks ass personally. You think so? I thought he was guard. He had a good year in Pittsburgh and he was never good again. I'm not a fan. He's a good goal linebacker. He ain't that good. I'm not not a fan. If the Steelers say you don't have it as a running back, that's usually like a good warning sign. They don't use look what they the Le'Veon Bell. See you later. And, yeah. and uh, speak, Le'Veon Bell just worked out for the Ravens because they have no running backs right yeah. now. Oh, he's off the Jets. Uh, he's he wasn't on the Jets to end the season last year. He was on the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, who's the comeback player of the year? Um, JJ Watt. I mean, yeah, he got hurt again last year. He's always a safe pick. He's hurt every year, <laughs> so you just assume it's, he's going to be fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say Dak. No, yeah, Dak no. is the safest pick. I got one. Okay. Justin Herbert. What do you mean comeback player of the year? He played pretty much the whole season. Do you mean Tyrod Taylor, the guy that Justin Herbert Joe Burrow, replaced? Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow, he's another <laughs> yeah, safe pick. Yeah, um, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, yeah. Um, uh, he's starting Houston. I'm actually so, kind of nervous about Jameis Winston in the Saints. I am too. <laughs> LASIK Jameis? Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick... 
Uh, AJ Green. I think he, you know, if he puts up like 1,100 receiving yards after being nothing the last couple of years, right. but Burrow and Dak are really safe picks because well, Julio would be up there too, right? Uh, I mean, if he has like an, if he has like a all pro season, yeah, he probably it's could be. When you like, because Schlem was drafting his team, he's like, my team would be so good five years. <laughs> Who else did he have? Oh, Julio. Yeah, he had so many. Guys. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let me think about some other ones here. Uh. Who did we said who leads the league in receiving? Who leads the league in sacks? TJ Watt. Oh, I got my comeback player of the year. Actually, Smith. he was my pick for defensive player of the year last year. My defensive player or my comeback player of the year is gonna be Chandler Jones on Arizona. Okay. Um, because I, I and I think he could lead the league in sacks too. He did two years ago. Uh, the brother of John Bones Jones, Clay, Chandler. Clay Matthews coming back this year? <laughs> no, he's definitely not coming back this year. When they were signing all the, he's people. one of the most overrated defensive players he, in the last ten years. I'll tell you he that. had a few. Unbelievable years that he was a good player who people viewed as a great player. So, like play, uh, playing football myself, defensive end and contain is one of the biggest. Oh, he never for, could for defensive end. Yes, yeah, at the edge. So, Clay Matthews would be five yards behind the quarterback. Or, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Or he'd be stuck in the inside. Never had outside contain. They made him an inside linebacker one year because he was not working. He wasn't reliable. Back. He just got burned on he the edges so all the time. Much better when he was like. You know, three yards behind the play. Yeah. And he'd come in, and then he would just run to the ball because he wasn't rushing in anymore. Yeah, people would be like, oh, he had 12 sacks. I'm like, yeah, and he gave up like 80 rushing yards a game to his but side. the hole, the fucking C-gap, the hole there was always just, there was daylight for any well, running That was back. Dom Capers not knowing where to assign yeah. his fucking guy, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me think about some other... Uh, we already said coach of the year. We Who's said for the most tackles of the year? Most tackles is such... A, Darius Leonard, Darius Rookies. Leonard... Huh? Rookies. Rookies get the most tackles? No. Rookies of the year. Oh, rookie of the year. No. We're going to do tackles first. Most tackles on the season. Darius Leonard in, in Fred, Indy. Fred Warner. Oh, um, the fucking guy from uh, the Browns. The guy that he, he hit the Steelers guy. Miles Garrett? That's yeah. sacks. He wouldn't be like a tackle machine. He's oh, a, really? a defensive end. Yeah, he, he probably. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a linebacker. No, he, a he'll drop back a bit, but oh. it's just he goes after the quarterback. But he's a guy who could very easily be defensive player of the year. Yeah. Now he's got, uh, they're putting Clowney on the inside. I was in Canada when he hit that guy with the helmet, Mason Yo, Rudolph. Oh, my God, I have, yeah. I have Mason Rudolph's fucking uh, graded fucking rookie card. Dude, that's got to be worth like six bucks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, I forgot that the Browns got Clowney, and Clowney's been a good player. He hasn't lived up to where he was drafted, but they're literally putting him on the in interior line now and putting him against guards. He's going to be fucking disgusting if he's yeah. healthy. With his athleticism, even if it's diminished against guards, he should eat, especially since now, if you had to worry about him, and Miles Garrett on one side, forget it, forget yeah, it. No, that's gonna be. All right, who leads the league in sacks? We said already. Um, I, the, said I, I think Miles Garrett's gonna lead the league in sacks again, and you think Miles Garrett because you said tackles. Aaron Donald. Who leads the league in interceptions? Um, your guy. It's X. It's X. Yeah. He, when he's on the field, it's seven. Good for seven picks. Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson's coming back. Where's Richard Sherman? Uh, <laughs> he jail. <laughs> Not on a team. Let me think. Let me think for a second. Josh Norman. Casey Hayward's gonna have a. Big comeback here. I could see that. I, I could see that. That's a. I would say you know Stephon Gilmore, but he's out the first the six weeks. The worst thing, the two two bad moves that the Packers made at the cornerback position was getting rid of Casey Hayward mm -hmm. and then fucking Demarius Randall. Yeah, but now you have a fucking all-world corner and oh, Jari Alexander. He's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable how the the Packers stay consistent with certain positions and other positions they just honestly. It's even obviously I can't say the Dolphins have ever been good, but there's certain positions they've always produced. Yep. We had fucking Brent Grimes who was a comeback candidate with us. A lot of slot receivers. Yeah, Jar Jarvis Landry. Yep. We had. Uh, we 
we always end up with running backs too. Jay Ajayi, Kenyon Drake. It, it's just like the, um, Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Red, Brown yeah, Ronnie Brown. Uh, yeah, dude. It's it, the Dolphins were always cycling through fucking running backs that were decent too. But slot receivers, yeah. It's like Devon Bess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Super Bowl prediction. Who's in the Super Bowl? You don't need to say who wins it. Uh, the Packers and the Jets. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Packers is your NFC pick. And then I'm going to go with... You guys pick first. All right. <laughs> the safe pick is a rematch of last year, Bucks chiefs I'm going to go with um, uh, Packers-Chiefs, though. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing with the mission this year. Yeah, I'm going Packers-Chiefs as well. Yeah, it, it's like I want to say other teams because it's so safe. Like, I would love if the Browns got there. If the Browns get there, that'd be fucking awesome. But... I, I don't think so. Those are my two favorite quarterbacks. Who, Rodgers and Mahomes? Yeah. Yeah, well, you like Mahomes because you got uh, got him in the bank. Well, <laughs> what do you mean? Your card. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I also like him because, like, I, I drafted him in fantasy one year. And I got him, like, the last round I picked up Patrick Mahomes, and that's when they inserted him at the end of the year. For oh, and he's a dynasty? Yeah, and then he fucking, whew. Okay. After that, then the next year, the, he had two good weeks. I was like, I'm buying his rookie card. I don't care how much it is. I went online. How much did you pay for it? Uh, 140 40 bucks. And what's it worth now? Well, uh, probably close to seven, eight hundred dollars. <laughs> nice. All right, why don't we do division picks quick? Sure. All right, um, NFC East, the worst division. Uh, Philly. I mean, honestly, I don't think any team is really a wrong answer. Cowboys, I guess. I'm going to take the Washington football team. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick gets to his first ever playoff game. <laughs> Legitimately, first ever time being in the playoffs. Uh, let's go AFC East. It's, it's Bills. Uh, I, I think Bills. I still think the Patriots. Right, Stephon Gilmore being out the first eight weeks. Nope. Nope. That, Getting you, McCourty back, though. Devin? Yeah. yeah, but you lost Jason. Yeah. You don't have the tw <laughs> twin McCourties anymore. Um, I, I, Gilmore is I such an Bill. important piece to that defense. The, when you think about like those years when Brady was making it to the playoffs but wasn't making it to Super Bowls. Didn't we do divisions last week? No, we just did over unders, didn't no, we? No, yeah, no, we just no. did over unders two weeks ago. Oh, we didn't okay. pick divisions. Um when you look at like when the, they had that weird streak when Brady was making the playoffs but they weren't making deep runs and their defense was terrible, it was because they didn't have a shutdown corner. And then they got Darrell Revis. And then they beat the Seahawks. Like then they got that mashup of him and Stephon Gilmore. The, the, the shutdown corner is key to Belichick's defense. He's one of the first guys that built his defense from the back up rather than up back. Usually you build trenches and back. He built, like, give me the shutdown, guys. You win the game in the trenches. You win the game in the trenches, Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Okay, so me, me and uh, Manfred say Bills. You say Patriots. Uh, let's go NFC North uh, Packers. Yeah, Packers. Packers. Go Pack Go. Packers, yeah. Uh, okay, so AFC North. Um, Browns. Browns. Who else is in that? Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. Mind you, Mike Ravens. Tomlin. Mike, I mean, you can't really go wrong there either. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, but I think that happens this year. Okay, let's go NFC West, the toughest division in the sport. Uh, give me the Rams. Okay. Rams, I mean, if Stafford has an MVP caliber season, yeah. Uh, I'm going to – this is such a tough one because can the 49ers bounce back? Is it still the Rams? Are the Cardinals going to make their run this year? And I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I because I, I I don't know. I it's such a weird fucking division. I would love it if there's a Cardinals because I really like Kyler Murray and I like Cliff Kingsbury. I want to see D Hop get a deep run, run. But I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm going Cardinals. Cardinals. Okay. Nice. Um. Okay. So AFC uh, West, Chiefs. 
It's yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. It's, it's Chiefs. Like we're not we're not saying any other team. I don't think the pack uh, the the Chargers are ready to compete. I don't think the Broncos are ready to compete, and I think the Raiders are going to be hot garbage. And I'm going to win. Raiders. The Raiders. They're going to be fucking terrible. Um, okay, so let's go NFC South. Bucks. Bucks. Who else is in there? Saints, Falcons, Panthers. Yeah, it's got to be the Bucks. Yeah, it's got to be the Bucks. AFC South. Um. The uh, Titans. Yeah, I think the Titans, like, I want to say the Colts because I think it'd be cool if Carson Wentz bounced back, but I don't think it's happening. I like Frank Reich. I like Darius Leonard, but uh, the Titans are the safe pick. And they're, they're, right, Read me off the team. Well, the, the Titans, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Colts. The Colts. I'm taking the Colts. I, I, mean, I think Frank Reich's a fucking great coach. They have a good defense, um, but at Wentz, I'm a little... Cons- I, obviously, you have to be concerned after what happened last year. Wentzylvania, baby. Wentzylvania. I've never heard that before. Really? But no, I've never heard Wentzylvania. Have you, Josh? No. Okay, good. Dude, it that, was just was, me. that was crazy. Because I, well, I used to go to AC a lot. Okay, that's why. <laughs> Wentzylvania, yeah. yeah like, they were all Philly fans, so I'd go to like uh, the beach bar, and they all had Carson Wentz. Well, that was like... Um, and LaShawn McCoy jerseys. <laughs> If you go back to Roethlisberger's rookie year, you couldn't order a burger in Pittsburgh without asking for a Roethlisberger. And then also you couldn't get raped without saying Roethlisberger either. I saw the Giants <laughs> beat Sorry, the that was Steelers uh, Roethlisberger's rookie year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, un- I mean, he was unreal. Willie and then- Ponder took back a touchdown. And I, Willie, I won- Willie I won- Parker? Willie Ponder. Willie Ponder. Are you talking about Willie Parker? No, Ponder. I don't remember Willie Ponder. He was like a special teams guy. Oh, okay. He was a, the, the kick I remember Willie there. Parker. That was my boy. He was, was a cornerback for the Giants. Okay. And I won the tickets, actually, against John Goulon in Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> RJ had extra tickets that he, he, he won. And you beat him in Rock, Paper, Scissors? And got me and John Goulon did Rock, Paper, Scissors. I'm like, yo, Pop, you want to go to a game Sunday? I got tickets. He's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I remember Willie Parker very well. The, Fast there Willie was Parker. more fucking Steelers fans in the crowd than there was. Yeah, that, that's what happens. Giants fans don't come when the team is bad. And then when we went to the Jets Packers. That was fucking bad. There was more Packers fans than Jets. That fans. that makes sense. But all right, that game was nine to nine to three. Why don't we get into our Week One picks? All right, so the opening kickoff game on Thursday night is the Dallas Cowboys, the returning Dak Prescott, facing off with the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Eight twenty kickoff. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight point favorites, one of the largest spreads ever for a defending Super Bowl champion on opening kickoff night. Uh, none of us are taking the, the Cowboys, right? We're not taking the Cowboys. Um, okay, so we're all... T- <laughs> yeah, I was imagine if, this, if Zeke runs for like 350 yards and just totally rips well, them apart. Well, um, the big thing here is that it looks like Zach Martin is going to be out their best offensive lineman, yeah, uh, COVID protocol. That's massive. It's, and it's he comes off... He goes on the COVID list right as Ndamukong Sue comes off it. Isn't CeeDee Lamb on the COVID list too? Uh, I didn't see that yet, but um, probably. And isn't um, the... Uh, uh, fucking the, the the big fucking black dude on their line. Ndamukong Sue. No, no, the Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the left tackle. You're talking, Smith. Yeah, he's out too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're Dak's gonna end up getting hurt again. Uh, eight is a huge spread to take, yeah. but I would smash uh, the eight points on that. Uh, and it's a fifty-two point over under. Um, I'm gonna say the under because is JPP playing. Yeah, I think he. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about him. Um, okay. Uh, Sunday, 1, p- 1 p.m. game, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Josh. Uh, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I'm going to take them, too. Like, I think that what's going to happen with uh, the 
Bills or the Steelers this year is they're probably going to start out and look pretty good early on, just like last year. But Ben can't hold up. Their offensive line is going to be bad. Although I love the rookie running back, Najee Harris, who is a real candidate for rookie of the year. But that offensive line is not good. And that defense isn't very good besides TJ Watt. So I'm going to take the Bills also, unfortunately. Uh, the New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are five-point favorites at home. Uh, <laughs> I love this so much. Uh, the fucking Jets are going to get crushed. Panthers. Yeah. Da- Darnold is going to light them up, I think. You think so? I think Darnold is going to be... People are going to be like... Remember when Darnold's first... Christian, Christian McCaffrey's going to light him up. <laughs> well, I think... Dar- but I think it could be like an air and ground attack with Christian McCaffrey. Possible. I mean, he's good for 1,000 uh, rushing, 1,000 receiving well, like, if be- he's healthy. Before Darnold saw ghosts and everything like that, he, he wasn't doing that bad. He was airing he, the ball out. He Well, I was just thinking about his first game ever against the Lions. His first pass he ever throws picked six right and then he threw like three touchdowns like 280 yards he'd be like oh he just got a quarterback just like they do every single time um you know there is the the possibility here with the jets that just like every quarterback they've drafted recently has those games early on where like wow they got their first guy since Namath, and then the wheels fall off. Yeah, both preseason, they were like, uh, we got him, guys. Yeah. He's here. So are we all taking the Panthers against the Jets? Yes. Okay, I figured as much. You didn't have to spend too much time on it. Um, okay, this is a good game, actually. The Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are three-point favorites at home. Manfro. So if they don't, they're not going to cover, I take the other team? No, we're just doing straight-up wins-losses. We're not doing against uh, the spread Tennessee. on this one. Um, you're going to take Tennessee? Uh, I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going to take Tennessee just based solely on it being at home and the run game difference. Um, but I'm not very comfortable with that overall. Like I would, I, I could see the Cardinals very much just lighting it up. I think Chase is going to have a big year. I think that uh, Kyler Murray is going to have a big game. I think D-Hop's going to eat. The I Titans defense still isn't very good. Yeah. That's the thing. And, you know, maybe A.J. Green has his like coming awake party. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Titans just because it's at home. Three point, You get three points for being at home, so it's really like a pick em in that game. Yeah. Um, dog shit game. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Atlanta Falcons. Right. The Falcons. Right. Well, any game the Eagles in is dog shit. Right. Um, the, the Falcons are three and a half point favorites at home. Josh, this is your team. Go. I want to make a bold prediction for my team this year. Uh, I do think they're going to ha- have a least a well, – they can have a 500 record. They I can. don't think that they're going to have a losing season. <laughs> Uh, and I think that Mike Davis is going to be the uh, reason why the offense is good this year. Okay. I think that Mike Davis is going to be not. I don't think he's going to have the same type of season, but I think he's going to have a Michael Turner type effect on this offense. Is this like when you said Muhammad Sanu is the best uh, slot receiver in the league? Russell Gage Jr. is going to fucking rip up the league this year. <laughs> Russell Gage is going to have a good year, but I think that Mike Davis is going to stabilize the running game. Okay, uh, so you're taking the Falcons? I'm taking the Falcons here. I'm taking Philly here. That's my team. Uh, NFC East. <laughs> I'm going to take the Falcons as well. Um, not comfortably, uh, but... Uh, I, Jalen Hurts is going to run for over 100. I, I could very well see Jalen Hurts just coming out and doing like one of those shows where people are like, for all week, NFL's going to be like, how are they going to stop this new type quarterback before he throws four interceptions in week two? <laughs> like, you can't tell me that is impossible. We see it 100 fucking times. Um, the San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. Uh, on the road, the 49ers are seven and a half point favorites. Niners. 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 Um, I really, are you taking the Niners too against the Lions? 
Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I'm interested to see Josh how they... Kittle's going to have a huge year. Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, he until he gets hurt. He's not getting hurt this year. Um, I'm interested to see how they use Trey Lance because they seem to be very much talking about really splitting the steps between him and Jimmy G. But Garoppolo which, got the job, right? Yeah, but I don't think strongly. Like, I think, like, the first faltering, it's you're going to see, oh, here he is. Here, here's Trey Lance. They And they're also... They are going to mix him in a lot. He's going to get a lot of running plays. And what they should have did was... Get get rid of Mullins. Get rid of fucking. They did get rid of Mullins. Oh, get rid of the Mullins uh, is the backup on um, Philly now. Actually, they traded Trey Lance in the draft, and they should have got Jacoby Brissett just to fucking put a little pressure on Garoppolo, like they did in New England. Jacoby Brissett. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Um, okay, so next game is the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the return of Joe Burrow. The NFL date regular season debut of Ch- um, Jamar Chase, who had a horrific preseason uh seven targets five drops in the preseason won a heisman two years ago uh the vikings are three-point favorites on the road josh i am taking the vikings i am looking for dalvin cook to have a big game on the ground uh kirk's cousin sucks kirk's cousin (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, kirk cousin sucks but kirk's cousin is cool (laughs) okay so uh, yeah i'm taking the vikings too the bengals are Going to get Joe Burrow hurt again. Uh, I mean, literally, that offensive line is probably going to be the worst in the league again, and he's going to be gun-shy early on. So I think that uh, the Vikings are... It couldn't have been a shootout because the Vikings' defense is not very good, mm-hmm. but I think that it's good enough to take advantage of the Bengals' offensive line. Well, if uh, the Vikings can find a running game, they're going to be dangerous. I think i take the Vikings in this one because just think about Adam Thielen. They're going to double Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Well, Thielen's problem lately has been healthy, but when he's on the field, he's good. Yeah. Thielen, this is the thing that was kind of exposed with Stefan Diggs leaving. Like, Thielen is a two. He ain't a one. He's a really good two. He's kind of like Eric Decker. Like, Eric Decker was never the guy. He was really good opposite Demarius Thomas. Jefferson was a rookie, and Thielen still couldn't eat the same way as uh, Stefan Diggs did. You could see that leap year too, because yeah. if you get that running game going, Kirk Cousins. If if I don't think very much of him at all, but he's a very very good play action quarterback. It's the one thing he is fucking great at. Um, he's not great on Monday Night Football though. If you ever want to see him, if you if you never want to see Kirk Cousins win, just watch him on Monday Night Football. Who was the guy that they that brought the Vikings to the playoff game where the Stephon Diggs did the jump? Oh up? yeah, he went to the Broncos the next season. Um, he was a quarterback for them, and now I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, he was the the hail mary to Stephon Diggs Chase, against the Saints. Chase um, no, it wasn't Chase Daniels, although he's Colt made... McCoy? It wasn't Colt McCoy. Um, hold on, I need to know now. Vikings quarterback, Hail Mary. It's pissing me off now because I know exactly who it is. QB, Hail Mary. I'm going to know it once you say it. As soon as I say it, you'll know. Not Roger Staubach. Huh. Um, come on, what the fuck? Uh, not Tommy Kramer. Not Kirk Cousins. What the fuck? This was like a big deal against the Saints. Hold on, let's see. Vikings, Saints, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Come I, with me. Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. Um, the Minneapolis Miracle is what they called it against the Saints. And it was Case Keenum. Case Keenum. That's <laughs> Case is Keenum. Okay, so we're all taking the Vikings against the Case Bengals. Case's cousin? Case's cousin. Shut up. Case's Kirk. <laughs> um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence against the Houston Texans, who were three-point favorites. Oh, give me... Oh, no, no, sorry. The Jaguars are favorites. I misread that. Uh, the Jaguars are three-point favorites. at On the road, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, literally, no one knows what's going on to Deshaun Watson. He's going to be dressed in street clothes on the sideline because they've not made a decision on him. It is the most bizarre fucking thing. Without 
Deshaun Watson on that Texans team, they got no chance. They had him on the team last year, and they won four fucking games. And their first-round pick went to Miami. And, yeah. <laughs> Will, Will Fuller. Will Fuller on Miami. <laughs> I, I picked him up in fantasy. He's a sleeper, man. Sleepy. Yeah. That guy is fucking good. When he, well, let's see how he is without steroids. Um, are we all taking the Jaguars? Yeah. Yeah? That's yeah. weird. Trevor Lawrence, baby. My I do think the they're going to get bit by the curse of Minshew mania. I, I said last week I thought the Texans were going to go Minshew now? Philadelphia. Yeah. I said last week. Oh, yeah, that's my team. Um, <laughs> I thought that the Texans were going to go 0-17, but I'm super tempted to take them here. I am, too, because it's the fucking Jaguars. It's Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer is going to flame out quick. Arian, oh, Arian Foster is going to fucking do good. Arian, Steve Slayton. <laughs> Ron All right, I got, I got to take the Jaguars. I got to stick with what I said last Andre week. Andre Johnson, baby. Andre Johnson's coming back. All right, let's see. We got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Washington football team. The Washington football team is a one-point underdog at home. Taking the Chargers. Go Chargers. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Washington football team and Fitzpatrick. I think That's her, your fucking NFC they, East team, How are dude? they going into a second year being called the football team? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of like it now. Like, like I kind of like I like the helmets. How it's just like the fucking number on it. Yeah. I like the old school look of it. They're going to come out with something fucking stupid. Like, it's going to be really dumb. They're gonna change Call them the Washington name. Snyders. <laughs> that <laughs> would piss everyone they're gonna off. They're going to be the Washington Guardians. Yeah, I think that's the favorite <laughs> right now. No, no, it's... um. The Red Tails, I think, is the favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Washington Native Americans. The yeah, the, the, just the, just call, like get really uh, the, the Washington Wahoos and bring back Chief Wahoo <laughs> yeah. for them. <laughs> like you, you can't come into the stadium without a headdress on. <laughs> <laughs> just how about we we won't say Indians, it's the Washington Engines. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the, the dead rabbits. The Washington Reservation Sitters. <laughs> The dead rabbits. Casino owners. <laughs> Drunks. <laughs> this is offensive. The Washington Mohican son. The Washington, not many of them left. <laughs> okay. just, just, that would be sweet if it was just a sponsor, like Chase Bank. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Chase Banks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Seattle Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Seahawks are two and a half point favorite favorites on the road. Um, the Colts, it looks like we're going to see both Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz playing. Um, Manfro, Seahawks, Colts. Seahawks. Listen, the Seattle Seahawks are coming into this year being led by the greatest safety in the history of the league. Um, Buda Baker? Yeah, <laughs> the very same. Listen. Jabril Wilson. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, the, Jamal Adams? Jamal Adams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I bungled that one. Okay. Uh, go on. I can't. I'm, I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm so mad at myself for bungling. You were, Fuck. You were so confident in that Fuck. gimmick a couple weeks ago. I was. So what do you think Pete Carroll will have to say pre and post game? Well, uh, Pete Carroll is speaking exclusively through his attorney, Rudy Giuliani, this year. <laughs> Pete Carroll has, no, has nothing without Reggie Bush. No, you're right, yeah. actually. You're actually <laughs> very right. All right, Manfro, your team. The Green Bay Packers at the Jacksonville New Orleans Saints. Because uh, the game is being played in Jacksonville because oh, yeah. uh, of the hurricane. I, I, so I don't know if you read this story about why it's being played in Jacksonville. So Something the, happened this week. Well, there was, yeah, we had a fucking, that storm. We'll talk, I can't even talk about that storm anymore. Um, so New Orleans is still dealing with the effects of the hurricane. Um, so there were three options for the um, Saints to play their home game on the road, obviously. Um, they had an intern look into, you know, all the different options. And it turned out that, the most expensive for Packers fans to travel to was Jacksonville. So that's why they're doing the game in Jacksonville, to try to lim limit the amount of uh, Packers fans that come. Uh, the Packers are four-point favorites on the road. 
Uh, Manfro, your team, go. Packers. Uh, what shootout? I mean, this is uh, fifty points is the point spread. I I know they're two good defenses. I, I, well, I'll smash you over on that. They're rushing. Defense has got a lot better. The Packers. Yeah, well, it was dog shit for how long? But their secondary got exposed in the NFC Championship sure did. game. But they still have Jair Alexander. One of the best shutdown corners in the league. You just got to see if that kid King, who got burnt like three times in the NFC He's a kid. It's hard, to, it's hard with yeah. young corners because that is such a tough position to transition to. They needed to give him help. No, he had no help. He had no help. No help over the top. But I think the Packers are going to win pretty decisively. Uh, I agree with Manfro. I look for Aaron Rodgers to throw four touchdown passes in this game. I look for Jameis Winston to throw two touchdowns and two interceptions. Two touchdowns to the other team. The only thing I would counter your claim is is that Aaron Jones is very, very, and Austin Dillon now is getting the, the secondary. Yeah, for sure. And he's uh, a great one-two punch because you got power and then speed. Yeah, because we don't got the uh, the other guy anymore. Oh, um, I know. I'm forgetting his uh, name now. Jam, um, Jamal uh, Williams. He, he has he Williams, has Jamal, right? Jamal Williams. Yeah. He has the most carries without a fumble from, from like the beginning of his career till now. He's yeah, yeah, before. to start a career. All right, this is a good game, and this is what ha- what says what everyone thinks about this team is the Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs, and they played the Chiefs well in the playoffs last year. Uh, the Chiefs are six point favorites at home. It's it's home, so. I want to take the Browns here, but I can't bet against the Chiefs. I think they're going to play really pissed off this season. After what, and they rebuilt the offensive line dramatically. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Yeah, are we all saying uh, Travis Kelsey has two touchdowns? So you're taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, I'm taking my team, the Miami Dolphins at the Patriots. Uh, Dolphins. I'd much rather play the Patriots in Foxborough Week One rather than Week 15. Um, the Dolphins are three-point underdogs. Um, this is the biggest reason I'm going to take them. This is not homerism. Uh, they went. Te- it's homosexuality. But um, <laughs> the Dolphins went ten and six last year. Uh, they only lost to one guy you'd consider a pocket passer, and that was Drew Locke, and that was just because the offense couldn't do any. They just penalties and turnovers. They beat every other guy that you would consider a pocket passer that they played that year. They beat Justin Herbert. They struggled with the scrambling quarterbacks. Week one Cam, Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen. Those are the kind of guys they struggled with uh, because they don't have great speed at linebacker. If you put a rookie rookie quarterback under there with Miami's defensive line and secondary, they're going to confuse the fuck out of Mac Jones. They're going to sack him four times, force two turnovers. Miami wins by 10. Bam. I'd take it Miami. But not because of that bullshit. <laughs> Jalen Waddle. Jaden Waddle. All right, Josh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Patriots. Okay, cocksucker, faggot. Ooh, shouldn't <laughs> say that word. I'm not supposed to use that word. I forgot. You just made me mad for it. Literally half a second. <laughs> the old Dan came out. <laughs> um, we this kid. Manfro on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 bad when I'm the one that fucks up that bad. All right, whatever. Um, dog shit game. Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. Um, the Broncos are two and a half point favorites on the road. I'm taking the Broncos. Um, I like them going to Teddy. Teddy two gloves. I don't love the Giants. Their offensive line is still bad. Uh, we don't know how much Saquon's going to get the ball, and they're only going to go as far as Saquon takes them. Good defense. This is a, this is this is the year for Daniel Jones. This is the it's a make or break year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to make or break him in New York. I, so, I think it's going to break him. I do not believe in Daniel Jones. I'm taking the Broncos. Manfro? I'm taking the Giants. Okay. I just think that like. I don't know. I just the, the Broncos. They when they had uh, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay last year. 
Well, they traded one and they cut the other. Yeah. Yeah, and they, like they they were a sick one-two punch. Philip Lindsay got me a lot of fantasy points. I I don't know why they don't like. They wanted to go with Melvin Gordon, who's fucking Melvin, decent. He's Melvin, okay. Melvin Gordon was good in San Diego because yeah. they had Austin Eckler. Yeah, and true. Before him, they had Danny Woodhead. Yep, exactly. They were the same exact fucking players. Yeah, Gordon. I I don't get why Vic, Vic Fangio did not like Philip Lindsay, but because when you have a running back that comes out of the backfield on like two downs, like. That fucks up the whole defensive scheme, and then you run yep. right up the fucking middle, and then Melvin Gordon got so many fucking yards because Vulture, of Vulture. Yep, yep. All right, Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Rams? Yeah. Rams? I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, listen. I, I think I think that, that the Fields kid has potential. I think sure. he could be awesome. Uh, I When you see every other rookie that was like a first-round pick is starting, and they're all like, oh, he earned it. A draft where he took him, and Matt Nagy's excuse is, "Well, I promised Andy Dalton he'd have the starting job." Yeah, well, the, the thing is, Andy Dalton couldn't put do win last year with all those weapons in Dallas, yeah. and now you're putting him on a team that has Allen Robinson, and that's it. Yeah, well, the thing is, is like with uh, this general, I don't know how to say this, scrambling quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, they have a few games like grace, grace periods where you just. They're just running for their lives. They don't know what to do. The pocket you, closes on them. They're fucking scrambling. You want them to try and learn, like, the right times to run and not run right away. Exactly. So I think it, Justin Fields... Cannon of an arm. Yeah. Winner. He's from a winning program. Yeah. I think and, he's going to be a fucking... Uh, for you, that might be a problem. Because I think he's going to end up being, like, the first Ohio State quarterback that you see in the NFL. Like, oh, shit. This dude could play. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. I, listen, I think he could, but I don't trust the Bears. The Bears, there's certain franchises that at no point... Did they develop a young quarterback to even be remotely competent? Like, we could say Rex Grossman was, I guess. I mean, he's the only quarterback in history to have a, a, the same season, have a QB rating in a game of a perfect rating of 158.3, and that same season, a QB rating of zero in a game. Yeah. Like, when you think about it like that. and they, I, I just loved it when Jay Cutler retired. The Packers did a montage for him. Oh, my God. All the picks that hey, he, he didn't retire Packers. very long because he came to the Dolphins. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was really good. All right, the last game of the week, uh, Monday night, the Baltimore Ravens, who I actually have some genuine concerns about, um, at the Las Vegas Raiders, who I have no concerns that it will be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, our boy Khaled wanted to make a bet with me that they win 10 games this year. Um, and I said, money. I said, yeah, let's go. Because you guys are going to pick in the top. I said the bet was that you guys are going to have a top 10 pick going into the draft, which I fully believe. Um, the Ravens, though, I have real concerns with. Uh, lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. Just lost another running back for the year to a ruptured Achilles. Working out Le'Veon Bell today. Like, that worked out for the last fucking two teams that tried it. The best time to lose a running back is the preseason because there are guys on the practice squads who sure, are, you could poach. are you, decent. Yeah, you could poach guys. I agree. And the Ravens want to talk about teams that always seem to produce guys. The Ravens always seem to produce running backs. Yeah. Always, always, always. And it helps when you have Lamar because he commands so much attention back there yeah. that you give up running lanes to contain him. Well, who was the uh, middle-of-the-road uh, running back that went there and he had a fucking phenomenal season? Uh, maybe. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just tailing off in New Orleans, slowly dying. He goes to fucking... And he lights it up again. Lights it up. He's, he's gone, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking uh, the Ravens. I'm I, taking the Ravens. Yeah. I think their defense is still going to be really fucking good. We don't have a lot of different picks this week. I'm trying to see. That's where Danny Woodhead retired. Yes, that's actually <laughs> accurate. I want to see which with these spreads I like to put money on. Um, I like I like putting money on Tampa to cover eight. Uh, that's always a tough one. I like the Steelers to cover against the Bills at six and a half. Uh, I think that's a good one. It, I don't like three the Cardinals game. I like Miami to cover the three against the Patriots. 
I like the Seahawks to cover two and a half against the Colts, actually. I, even though it's on the road, I kind of like that. Jaguars, I'm trying to... Yeah, that's a tough one. I got to figure I, I got to figure out what bets I'm making this week. This so is be, when Aaron Rodgers has five touchdown passes in the first half, you think Jordan Love will come in? I could see that, <laughs> sure. Um, are you guys going to do any betting this season? Uh, maybe a little bit. Same game parlays? I, I, I'm doing yeah. fantasy this year, so... Why don't you do some same game parlays? You guys want to you you see my lineup? Yeah, let me hear your fantasy team. Right. I haven't done fantasy now for five years, I think. I'll no, probably, uh, I'll oh, probably follow a couple of Jerry's wackier bets. Yeah, because he's good for one. Yeah. Maybe it's a $46,000 one. Who knows? Um, wait, I no, I haven't done fantasy in five years now. It's been four or five years I haven't done fantasy. Yeah. I was still living at Greg's when I stopped. So it's been a long fucking time since I did it's fantasy football. It's been one week since you looked at me. me. Two uh, weeks since I drafted Adrian Peterson. Go on. All right. So my f- first pick overall okay. was Patrick well, Mahomes. Did you have the first overall pick? No, fourth. Okay. Good pick on fourth, I guess. And then I was <laughs> – my second pick – which is not everybody was like how many teams? Uh, ten. Ten team league. Okay. George Kittle. Okay. So I figured get the best quarterback and best tight end. It's my that's my that's been my thing. But I had Vinny in the draft this year. He hasn't played fantasy football in almost seven years. Okay. <laughs> he takes Travis Kelsey in the like first right, round. No, it was the second round. Right before I was about to take Kittle. Oh, he fucked you. <laughs> yeah, I was because I was last year. Everybody. I feel like, like I'd rather have Kelsey than Kittle. Yeah, no, because Kittle just doesn't. But then. Well, Kelsey, I don't worry about getting hurt as much. He's a bigger dude. Yeah, I needed, a, I, I like desperately needed like a position player, like okay. a wide receiver or running back. So I took that Gibson guy from the Washington football team. Yeah, dude, Antonio Gibson. He's yeah. a fucking dog. He's a wide receiver turned running back, so he can fucking do it all. My first pick for wide receiver was a, not a popular one, but this guy knocked me out of playoff contention last. Okay, year. Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. <sighs> I don't know if you remember the game. No, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. He had a few moments last year. Remember, Taylor got super pissed at me when I said play him, and he did sh- fuck all for a game. And then the next week, he had like fucking two touchdowns so, and 140 yards. So it was like it was I think it was like week 15. Okay. And like I needed it to to get into the playoffs. I needed the game, and I was winning by like 14 points. So this Deontay Johnson comes in, and Juju Smith was like in and out of the game. Yeah, he so, sucks. By the way. Dude, Roethlisberger targeted him probably fucking 20 times. When Roethlisberger game. locks in on a guy for a game, you better hope he's in your lineup and you're not facing him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so this kid, Deontay Johnson, is one and a half points away, and now he got hurt. Yeah. Like, yes! <laughs> he comes back in the next series. Touchdown. Fucking lights it up. Yep. It beat me by five points, and I was out of the playoffs. Man, so you took him based so on that. I just picked him based on that, but I still got, I still got some other guys. All right, let me hear who else you got. So then, um... Jarvis Landry, always a safe bet. He's good for 80 to 100 receptions every year. Mayfield, when he's not finding like the outside receivers. He, Jar- Jarvis is, he. see, I said this to Josh when he made his declaration that Mohamed Sanu was the best slot receiver in the league. And I said, no, it's Jarvis Landry. And he's proven to be at this point. He's the highest paid slot receiver. I mean, he's great. I mean, what he does, he could, he, and he can go downfield, but he's at the first down marker every single time. Yep. He's as reliable as it gets. He doesn't get hurt. He plays 16 games every single fucking year. Doesn't drop much. Uh, I I miss Jarvis Landry. I love that guy. So then, my my uh, third wide, uh, my second wide receiver, uh, Debo Samuel. Okay. From the 49ers. I feel yeah. like I feel like he's, he's due. He's better suited for Trey Lance than he is. Well, for that's Ruffalo. that's what the hope is by week. 
I think by week six, Trey Lance is the starter. Yeah, and then unless they're six and zero or something. My second running back was James Conner from Arizona. Yeah, I don't like that one. I pick. I was gonna pick him. That was when I was asking you about the Dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked Gaskin more than Conner. Cause so here's the thing, Gaskin. He was I think he finished like ninth in the league in scrimmage yards last year. He's a smaller guy though. You worry about his health, and they the Dolphins like doing a lot of running back by committee. But he put on some size this season. I think he's good for probably like thirteen to fourteen hundred. All I think that's what I said to you. Thirteen, yeah, yeah. fourteen hundred scrimmage yards again. So my flex position. This is my favorite. Okay. Tyler Higby. Okay. The Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about the tight ends that Detroit has, like mm-hmm. Ebron and all those yeah, yeah. guys. Like Stafford loves a tight he loves end. throwing on the tight end. Loves he, a tight end. Yeah, he he likes a big body receiver. Always has. My number one guy on the bench, Russell Gage Jr. Okay, I see how he does week one. I think he's going to be really good. This okay. Year. Um, my backup quarterback's Baker Mayfield. Oh, I mean, can't really go wrong there. I got Niles H- Naheem Hines. Na- yeah, I got him because last year uh, we <laughs> on, I, I, on I, where is he? Indy. Yeah. Yeah, Indy. Okay. I picked first. And I didn't get another pick. You don't get it. You don't. Yeah, get you, pick. you you wait a while. You don't get another pick. I would, I hate picking first or last. Yeah. Yep, it sucks. I want to be right in the middle of every draft. What you were fourth in this yeah, one, so perfect. you're. Yeah, it's a good spot. Perfect. How many teams did you say? Ten. Okay, who's won this league the most? Um, well, it's it's always a toss up, really. But uh, have you ever won it? Uh, no, I've always I've got second and I've got third a bunch. Have you ever been the Sacco? No, no, never. I was never bad since I've been playing. Who's fantasy. been the Sacco the most? Well, RJ was, and then he quit. <laughs> he quit because of that? Yeah. Rich, okay. I think Richie and, and Schlem were battling for it, and okay. I think Richie lost. Oh, Richie. Fantasy football treats Richie just like life does. So my next pick was a very late, late pick, and okay. it was one of the best picks that I got. I think I might even insert him into the lineup, Randall Cobb. I don't hate that yeah. because Rodgers loves him, so I don't hate that. Oh, my first <laughs> my first best pick, late, 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 Will Fuller. <laughs> Well, dude, one, we, don't put him in game. week one. Don't no, put him no, in week no, one. No, no, yeah, no. that'd be bad for you. No. And then I got some. This is like this is scraping the bottom of the barrel. I was just looking at like the rookies. Like it was like top twenty rookies for fantasy, and Elijah Moore from the New York Jets. He is a guy that people are really high on, and like I think the Jets defense is so bad that they're going to be playing from behind so often that he might get a lot of like garbage time yards and points. He could easily put up. 800 to 1,000 receiving yards this year just based on that. And then my last pick was... Uh, a kicker? Gainwell from... Oh, my last pick of the draft. Oh, gotcha. I, I still got to do my defense and kicker. Uh, you didn't draft a defense or a kicker? No, I did. Okay. Uh, K. Gainwell from Philadelphia running back. Rookie. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. But I got Justin Tucker as my kicker. Okay. Because I always pick the first kicker. Yeah, you're I, the first guy. I'm always the first you're, guy. Dude, you are Rafi. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get... Taco, I guess. Yeah. My defense is Tampa Bay. Yeah, I can't nice. really go wrong there. All right, I'll give you, uh, give you my Let, Yeah, let's hear yours. Yeah. This is the league with Ralph and uh, his wife and yes. family. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, my first I, I also want to say that they talk shit about Josh's draft the last two years, and then he kicked the shit out of both of them. I did. So, good. Um, okay. Demarius so Thomas, number one. Uh, no, <laughs> the, uh, my first pick was Devontae Adams. I picked seventh in this draft. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, Solid. And then my second pick was Josh Allen. Okay, yeah. Solid. Um, then my third pick was Calvin Ridley. Okay. Uh, and then my fourth pick was Tyler Higby. Okay. Nice. Um, then my running backs. I always pick running backs late because I, I never believe in running backs. No, like they're, you, they're, they're so if fickle. You if yeah. you don't get those first couple of guys. It's not worth it. It's, it's crapshoot. Crapshoot. Right. So I just go for the best receivers because it's a PPR league. So yeah, I try to get the for best sure. receivers I can, get, the best tight ends I can. Get either the running backs will catch 50 to 70 passes a year. Right. Yeah. So I got um, 
uh, Miles Sanders from Philadelphia. Yeah. And Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good one. Uh, very good. Ronald my Jones flex, went early. My, my flex guy is going to be the guy that I think really puts my team over this year. He, this guy's going to break out. Jerry Judy. Yeah, Judy uh, should. He should. I had him I, last year, dude. I got, it was I got a crap him. Shoot. I worry a little I bit. Got him late though, dude. So it's a value pick. Uh, it, well, late, yeah, for sure. I worry a little bit about the quarterback the, position. Of I worry about coach. Teddy and the guys, the kind of guys he likes targeting. Right. And the other thing with Judy last year that was his biggest problem was Teddy, his drops were bad last Teddy year. Teddy was really good with fucking uh, Robbie, Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Ju- you know, Jerry so he, Judy had a, a, a so last year beginning of this the, the season he didn't do much because I had him in my lineup. He was like my second wide receiver. Yeah, and like I was like, okay, in the middle of this season he started coming on, and I was like, okay, and then he disappeared at the end of the season. Yeah. Yep. Well, he led the league in drops as far as drop percentage goes, and that's not his game. So I think he'll bounce back. All right, my bench actually, I think I have a pretty solid bench too. I've got Antonio Brown, nice. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, okay. Uh, Devin Singletary from Buffalo, nice. You got anybody under thirty on your bench? Uh, <laughs> anybody under thirty? <laughs> Austin Hooper, okay. Uh, James, <laughs> James White. And oh, my God. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> and, uh, and Devontae Parker. Oh, my God. Uh, who I like, but uh, I don't know. That I, fart is stale, You should dude. just name your team retirement home. <laughs> yeah. I was reading some stuff, and maybe you can clarify a little bit better for me, that uh, Tua doesn't really... Uh, his style doesn't mesh well with... Uh, um, so Parker's game is the 50-50 ball. Yeah. He likes being able to go up and get it. Uh, so basically, that's why Fitzpatrick works so well. He's like, oh, I'm just going to see where this ball lands, pretty Ooh, much. No, <laughs> we're going back three years ago now. What? It was, either, it was either Kenny Stills or Devontae Parker. The Dolphins were coming back in the game, and they needed a first down like desperately. And uh-huh. fought, like, they were, this guy was streaking like 10 yards down the field with no one around him, and he had the ball floated over his head, and he had it on his fingertips and dropped it. Week 1, 2017, uh, Dolphins, Seahawks, Kenny Stills dropped it. It was uh, a big deal because it was on 9-11. It was the first week that the NFL like league-wide was kneeling. It was actually 2016, I think. Oh, it was okay. Kenny Stills, though. Um, so this is the thing uh, about that. Parker didn't play that much last year. He missed like five or six games, and two only played in nine. So the chemistry is questionable, but Parker didn't. Parker never lived up to his draft billing until Ryan Fitzpatrick took over. Because Tannehill was the same way. Tannehill isn't a guy that throws a 50-50 ball. He's a precision passer. Is Parker the one, though, or is he the two? I'm going to say he's the one for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tua's game is going to fit with Jalen Waddle, who he played with at college. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller, he's a guy that he'll hit guys in stride 15 yards, and then they take it to the house. But... Parker and him did, and also Mike Gusecki, who he started developing chemistry with before he got hurt as well. This is the first time I've ever seen Miami have this much speed because you're talking about, we know Will Fuller can fucking fly. Yep. Jalen Waddle can fucking fly. Jakeem Grant, you have three guys in that team that run sub four, four forties. Yep. Like that's not a very common thing to have. So you could turn Parker into a Brandon Marshall possession type receiver if you want. Right. So that's kind of what I'm thinking if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I think that if he's healthy, he'll have a big year. He's he's your biggest red zone threat besides Kaseki because Is Waddle a return guy. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. very much so. <laughs> I don't know how often they're going to do it, but he, the, you know, Tyreek Hill returns sometimes and sometimes he doesn't, like yeah. Deshaun Jackson used to well, do. Demarcus Robinson won that job. Yeah. Uh, yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, all right. Uh, and then I round the team out with Mason Crosby and San Francisco's defense. I can't believe yeah. Crosby's still fucking going, dude. When he looked like he was done a couple years ago, he had yeah. that stretch. And if you're going to give Mike McCarthy credit for one thing, is that he stuck with him because yep. he's still money. I like Crosby. It, Good for him. He's going to score a lot of points. So I'll take I'll take a kicker that's going to kick like fucking. You know, maybe one or two 
uh, field goals, but five fucking extra points. I love Justin Tuck because like so many like play like they'll they'll fizzle out sometimes in the red zone, and he'll, yeah, he can he's automatic within fifty yards. But you remember when he was struggling? He couldn't make like a thirty-five yarder. He was just shanking everything. Yeah, when he had that, that was last year. Was like the first time he missed. Like that was. Yeah, like, I was happy for him because he seems like such a good dude. And he, I, I, like, he lo- I watched the 60 minutes on him, dude. The guy is unbelievable. Yeah, I like him. But all right, you guys got anything else? Wrap this some bitch up. Yeah, I think so. All right, and next week, uh, this so this is episode 154. You watch, I listen. Next week will be our first live virtual show on YouTube, Facebook, I guess. Uh, we'll definitely f- YouTube. I don't know if okay. we can stream two platforms at once. Uh, so we'll YouTube figure it will out. Will be the primary, but it may also be on Facebook. Okay, and um, we'll see you guys then. Peace out. Peace.